Welcome to the battleground with JD Hall, Bryce Shaddy, and your host, Zachary. Sports Debate Show. I'm your moderator, Zach Griffith, and I'm joined by Bryce Shaddy and a guest debater, Alex Burr. Uh, shout out JD Hall. You know, he couldn't be here tonight, and I'm not going to even try to do an intro. Um, hold on. Let me let me try. Let me try. Oh, oh boy. No. Oh, oh no. boy. In in the in the one corner, the man with the plan who Oh fuck it! I'm not even gonna try. Yeah, <laughs> he's love you, AB. But I mean, I hey, you gotta give me like an A for effort there. Sure, I'll, I'll give you the effort <laughs> points, but uh, I think I think we gotta leave that alone. We gotta leave it to the professional. I don't know how he does it, just off the cuff. <laughs> it's incredible. He's such, like he's very into poetry, so I think I, poetry and rapping. So I think that's how he does it. But he would have been a great oh, extra in uh, Eight Mile. He could have been in Eight Mile. Yeah, he could have been one of, like the <laughs> one of the guys getting roasted or something. You know? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like miss me on Cheddar Bob, but give me JD. Yeah, come on, come on. Uh, well, guys, let's get to the biggest news of the week. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is unhappy with the Packers organization. He does not want to return this season. Rodgers has turned down extension offers from the Packers. Mark Murphy, the team president and head coach Matt LaFleur have uh, each fallen out to Rodgers separately this offseason in attempts to sway him back. (laughs) Wow. And uh, what what did the what did the Packers do in the first round of this year's draft, guys? Well, they took a cornerback, and in the second round they took a center, and then the third round they took a receiver. <laughs> so they waited. <sighs> the reigning MVP, uh, he's nearly four last year, nearly forty three hundred yards, forty eight touchdowns, and twenty one. Oh. Oh, Uh-oh. what? Uh-oh. What is this? Wow. <laughs> what is this? Caleb Lane has broken into the I, Zoom. I should have seen this coming. Caleb. Can you believe it? I should have seen this coming. So you're telling me, Bryce, you don't think I'm ready for a challenge? I, I don't. I don't. You've been dodging really? me. You've been really? dodging me. You've hey, been Bryce, dodging I'm right me. Here. Making I'm excuses. Right here. It's about your Caillou, dang time. Your, your Caillou look itself is it's not ready. It's about time Bryce, you showed up. Your Caillou stuff. Your I'm Caillou so start. glad you Bryce, showed up for this butt whooping that you're why? about to receive on my hey. show. No, my here, show. here's the here's the thing, Bryce. Here's the thing. So every time I get asked to do this show, I have to think about something for a second every time I join. There's it. You want to you hear it? You no, want to hear sure, it? Sure, sure. Go ahead. I'll so listen to you. Every time, besides a couple times, I think it was one time when Alex was the host. What is going on? There was something in mind that I had every time. Bryce was never on You're because scared. he just wasn't good enough to face yeah. me. <laughs> JD, JD had to, JD was the only one on my tier. So J, so Zach, Zach, out of respect to you, said, "Oh shoot! Every time Bryce is off, I got to bring a kill." But every time Bryce is on, 
I gotta invite so I gotta invite somebody else because he just simply knows I can't take the heat. That's that's all it is. You you gotta you gotta sit there, take your chops, take your chops because I'm coming yes. for you. Let's go. Yeah, I, oh, I'm here. And guess Let's what? Go. Caleb? Guess Let's what, go. Caleb? I'm prepared, baby. I am ready for you. I get to hate on LeBron two nights in a row. I am amped right now. Good Linsanity. <laughs> yeah, shout out Linsanity. Oh, shameless plug. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Couldn't even wait till the end. Couldn't even wait till the end. Uh, but anyway, Rodgers last season. Caleb, you came in at a good time. We're talking about Aaron Rodgers and one of your favorite oh. front offices, the Green Bay Packers. Uh, yeah. Nearly 4,300 yards last season. 48 touchdowns. And a 121.5 QBR. And guys... Only two MVPs have not returned to their teams the next season. Norm Van Brocklin, who won it, <laughs> who, who won MVP in 1960, and Jim Brown, who won it in 65. Wow. And both of them retired. They didn't switch teams. They just oh, retired. okay, okay, yeah. Uh, well, I'll throw it to our man. guest first, Caleb Lynn. Why does he get to go first? Why does I get to go? I'm a guest too, aren't he I? He hacks. He hacks. Yeah, you're like half a guest. You you produce you produce the pod. So. Oh, God damn it, Zach. <laughs> well, you well, let's face it, Zach. You want your audience to hear the best opinion first. That's the best. Uh, I mean, that's debatable. Let's hear just let's like hear the battleground. That's, <laughs> that's right. Like, hey. Oh God, this is gonna be a keep, this is gonna be a doozy. Keep it going, though, Zach. Come Caleb, on, question: Do you believe Rogers is done playing for the Packers, or do you do you think this is BS? What is this? I mean, I, I mean, look, I, I think, I think he can't be any more clear that he's done. I think he can't be any more. It seems like he's just sitting there, just like, hey, like I gotta, I gotta go. Like I gotta, I gotta get out of town. I gotta, I gotta move. You know, like this, 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 this front office has been incredibly lousy since Rogers has been. It, it's, it's ridiculous. I'm not hearing all the crap that ESPN's trying to give me about Aaron Rodgers having a great front office and development in their roster. Let's just face the facts here. Devontae Adams was the second round pick. Did anybody expect Devontae Adams to be a top five receiver? No. I'm sorry. No. Because you know who made him a top five receiver? Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers hasn't had an elite talent headed into the Packers that he didn't have to develop. He's had to develop every, he's had to make every guy who they are. Every single, he said to make every single guy who they are. You go back to Donald Driver. You go back to Greg James. You go back. I don't care if you want to go back. That's what Aaron Rodgers done. And you Aaron Rodgers needs to be in place. Green Bay. Greg Jennings left. Right. Sucked. Jordy Nelson James left. James Jones. James Jones. James, James Jones, Jones left and then came back. Falls off a cliff. <laughs> Randall, Cobb. Randall Cobb. Randall Cobb left. Yeah. Randall Cobb's a good Washed. one. Washed. Jordy anyway, Nelson. You Caleb, know, there's, there's, there's a lot of guys like that. You know, and I think for Aaron, it's like, look, you know, if, if I can go to a team right? That's going to value me. That's going to invest in me for the long term. not sit there and take a quarterback. Okay. I'm not sit there and take a quarterback in the first round. I'm I, let's go to a team that's going to go out there and put in production. Right. I mean, I've heard Denver is a team that's looking at him. Look, if De- Denver clearly has a nice little set of weapons there. All right. You know, he, he could do really well there. You know, I, I think, I think Rogers has every right to do this. Uh, and I'm happy he's doing this because what's going to happen is Green Bay fans are going to realize how lousy that front office is because all they've been used to is great quarterback play. And when, when you don't have that great quarterback play, You're oh, nothing. good luck. Good You're luck. Nothing. Alex, where or do you think Rodgers is done with the Packers? I don't know. 
like here's the, like I know this is a terrible answer for a debate show, but let me let me let me lay out my reasoning here. Okay, so football is just inherently different from all these other sports contract structures, right? The teams have 100% of the control. Players have none of it, even the best of them, because you're expendable in football. And like I don't like to use that kind of language, but it's just the God's honest truth. So like I know Aaron Rodgers isn't expendable, but he's also 38, right? If you're the Green Bay front office, you could reason like, hell, that's why they probably drafted Jordan Love last year. He was 37 coming into the season. I mean, I know obviously the aging curve for quarterbacks has changed significantly in the last like 10 years, right? Like Brett Favre, it seemed like it fell off not as soon as he left Green Bay, but he fell off pretty soon thereafter. And then, you know, Brady's the exception, but Peyton Manning, how old was Peyton Manning when he fell off? Like, I'm pretty he sure over 40. He was 30, over 40. Yeah. I think he was 39. Okay. Right. All right. I think yeah, that's, that might, that might be right. I know it was before he was 40 and like we're, he's going to fall off at some point. The question is when, and the question is, if you're green Bay, like, do you want to keep him? Because if they want to keep him, he'll be on the team. And if they don't, he won't be. That's, that's the God's honest truth because they have all the power in this situation. And Aaron Rodgers, as much as he thinks he has power, just frankly speaking, he doesn't have any. None. Interesting. No power. Interesting. Wow. Like, interesting take. It's it's not the NBA. The NBA, you can hold you can hold a franchise hostage, right? You can't Anthony do that Davis. in the NFL. Like it's the stars don't move the needle in the same way. You the I know it was an extreme example, right? But like the Ravens won. A Super Bowl with Trent Dilfer as their quarterback, and then they won one with Joe Flacco, who may or elite. may not have been He's a, elite. He, <laughs> elite, elite's doing a lot of work there, Bryce. Um, <laughs> like football is a lot more of a team sport, and one guy just can't doesn't control all of that like that. Like I'm sorry, like Tom Brady. Just, Tom Brady. Tom Brady is the exception, not the rule. And he didn't even control everything. But I heard, I, I, I heard nobody though. No, I heard nobody does that. Caleb, he he is an outlier. Oh, but He's an outlier, Caleb. I heard shut nobody up. does that. But Caleb, 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 he had to go to Tampa Bay to do that. Tampa, do that. who hasn't been in the playoffs and hasn't gotten out of the last couple uh, seeds in their division. Tampa? He had to go. He had to go to Tampa to have an iota of control. Belichick didn't let him have. Like, think about it, right? They humored him by bringing in Antonio Brown, and then the shit hit the fan. Brady wanted them to keep Antonio Brown. Did they keep Antonio Brown? No, they cut his ass, right? Like, think about the power that he wields, wields in Tampa Bay. The, he, they let him bring in Gronk, who was retired. They let him bring in AB, right? And just like all this stuff, he is the exception, and he will be the only exception for a good while because NFL teams are loath to let go of this con- Patrick Mahomes. control they have. No, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes doesn't. Think about oh, it, though. That's the, that's the Kansas on. City front office, not Mahomes. They they tailored to Mahomes. They they they, they got him Bryce, an come all on new now. offensive line. Thank you. I Thank mean, you. But still, like he's not like saying, "Oh, hey, go get me Orlando Brown," right? Like he's not saying, "Go get me that," or I'm I'm demanding. But Caleb, you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm saying they can't hold up a franchise the way an NBA player can. Like they can't. There's no NFL player who can do the equivalent of Anthony Davis. Not even Brady. Not even Brady. We really haven't seen it to, to his point, to his point. I know what he's saying, but I know we might disagree with him on the power aspect, but when's the last time we saw a player hold a team hostage and the player won, you know? 
Like well, uh, Le'Veon Bell tried and it, and he ended yeah. up with the Jets, so that's a big L. But like massive. I, he, Alex is right, I think. Bryce, what do you think about uh, Rodgers here? So I, I mean, here's the thing. I I I saw the funniest tweet. I mean, I think it made the rounds. You guys probably saw, and it's hilarious. Aaron Rodgers won't even talk to his own mom. Oh, how do you feel? <laughs> you really think you're gonna win a standoff with Aaron Rodgers? Are you joking me? I mean that no, I I think he's as good as gone. Sorry to disagree with you, AB, but but I think Caleb is, is spot on here. I think he's as good as Thank gone. Thank you, Bryce. I, I really do. Like I, if Aaron gets what Aaron wants, uh, in extreme cases like this, in my opinion, you know the. the I don't. I, I just don't understand the Packers front office. Everything that he's asked for, they get him literally the complete opposite. And I, I just. I don't. You know. You hear the story uh, of we go. We date back to last year's draft. Okay, where they took uh, Jordan Love. <laughs> no, hold on. There, the story behind it, right? The story, whether it's true or not, I'll let you guys decide. The story goes. The legend goes. The Packers traded up in hopes of of drafting Jordan, uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, which we all knew, and me specifically. Yeah, I'm going to shout out myself that Justin Jefferson was going to be good. Philly took Rager, absolutely fumbled the pick, and Minnesota was like, oh, thanks, Howie. Thanks for that. And they took Justin Jefferson. And, and at that point, it almost seemed like the Packers kind of panicked, which they shouldn't have because there were still plenty of good receivers on the board. Michael Pittman was still there. And the Colts got him in the second round. I mean, I, I you just don't panic and draft a quarterback like that. I, I So I, Tell Aaron Rodgers is done. I think he's willing to sit out. I don't think he's willing to retire. I think he's willing to sit out, though. Yeah, Alex. Let, let me let me ask you a question, though, Bryce. He might be gone. Yeah. But well, where Aaron wants to play. OK, do you think he'll play where he wants to play? Do you think they'll trade him to like the Broncos or the Raiders? I don't know why the fuck he wants to go to the Raiders. But yeah, that's dumb. Zach has but like about that. Like, do you think that they'll actually send him where he wants to go? Or do you think they'll just ship his ass out of town because they can and get the best offer for him? Yeah, I, th- I, uh, the give way me a team. Aaron- give me a team example, though, Alex. Give me I a just team gave example. you two. Well, and no, if, you, if you're the if you're the Broncos, though, the Broncos arguably have the. To me, they have the package that you would want. They're going to give you probably. They're going to give you some. You could probably get a maybe a young talent. You can get draft pick capital. And for crying out loud, I'm telling you, Aaron Rodgers goes to Denver. This team could dang near be first oh, place okay. in the division. Okay, let me let me give let me give you an off the map example. Okay, just like I'm just like gonna a throw Kawhi the, Toronto situation. Like yeah, like let's just say okay. you know okay. for whatever reason, like Aaron Rodgers is dead set on going to, um, what's a team that. Like, let's just say he's dead set on going to the Seahawks, right? Like, he wants to be in Seattle. I mean, Mm -hmm. do you really think that they're sending him to Seattle because he wants to go to Seattle? Do you think they, like, like, I know the stalemate thing is very real, and I'll grant that. That's fair. But, like, do you think that, like, his level of power will equate to going, like, Anthony Davis right now, the, the Pelicans are an extreme example because they got the number one pick. So they had all the leverage in that situation. It was especially. fixed, A.B. Sure. It was fixed. I mean, oh, I see where he's going. I see where Alex is but going. Like, Get off his butt. Shut up, Bryce. Oh, but Zach like, heard 
Fix that up, right? Fix. I, I have no comment on the twenty, the uh, the the twenty. Take take it away, Alex. Take it away. It, Don't want him. I mean, if it was fixed, wouldn't John Morant have gone to New York? I have no comment on the twenty nineteen draft. <laughs> okay, case, case <laughs> in point. Um, but like, do you think that the Packers would actually want to send Rogers somewhere where he wants to go? Like, no, probably not. Probably not, but I mean, here's the thing. You're not going to get a better offer than what the 49ers gave gave the Packers. And in fact, Aaron Rodgers told him to take it because it was going to be the number three pick. All right, so you're entitled to a top quarterback. It was going to be Jimmy G, an established quarterback, and then a bunch of other players off the roster that were good from what I was reading, and they didn't take that. That is literally the kitchen sink deal. That was probably going to be a major haul for Aaron Rodgers, and they rejected it. So, I mean, I it also all signs point to them not not taking a deal for Rodgers, but that was probably the best deal that you were going to get, and they didn't take it. So, if they really wanted to screw him, yeah, they'll send him somewhere like the football team, which who doesn't have a bad roster, but I don't feel like they're ready to compete like that uh, as soon we, as he gets there. Why not? That's we know where he'll opinion. go. We know where he'll go why if not? they want to screw him. Where? The New York Jets, baby. Uh, uh, learn under, uh, you know, Zach Wilson, sit behind That's him. right. Aaron Rodgers is going to learn behind Zach Wilson. Yeah, baby. <laughs> well, Alex, or uh, Caleb, I'll throw to you on this next one. Where should he want to go? Because Alex, you're out a couple teams. Broncos in particular, I think, is, you know, the hot team in these rumors right now. So where do you think he should want to go? I mean, look, I, I mean, I, I, I think Denver's got, I think Denver's yeah, got what you do. want. They absolutely, I mean, do. they, they got what you want. They had a phenomenal draft. Uh, you know, they, they went out, they got the right pieces. Uh, they've got three great young uh, receivers. Get off. Uh, lock, I mean, please. I don't get off lock. I, I, and, and right. It's, it's clear that you can, you know, he'd start immediately. Uh, the defense is, uh, is as good as anybody in that division. Uh, you could argue it's it, you could argue it's the best in the division. They've got they've got good pass rushing. They've got good secondary. I, D- Denver to me is is a legitimate team, and I, I I really believe that if you get an elite quarterback, a top five level quarterback, and Aaron Rodgers, you can easily push yourself in the first place in this division. I think it is a complete joke, as Alex mentioned, that he'd even want to stand to look at the Raiders. And that god awful organization over there with John Gruden. John Gruden getting ten million a year for just being a horrible coach. You might as well sit there and just give him the sack after all that garbage that he's oh, been baby. giving him. All you've been doing that is just fire. giving garbage. And then all, all you know, and then the other thing I get a little bit mad at, Zach. You know, the other thing I get mad at with the Raiders is like, you know, Mayock is sitting there just just wanting us to uh, you know, do the K I S S I N G on the tree because he, he picked Leatherwood and Leatherwood's a plug and play. Well, he's not gonna want to plug and play with the rookie offensive line. He's gonna want to play with Rodney Hudson, Gabe Jackson, all these other legitimate pieces that you don't have anymore. So give me the Broncos, please, for Rogers. Well, I just want to say on Gruden, because you brought him up and I think he's I don't know if it's a hot take or not. I think he's a bottom five coach in the NFL. Oh, bottom five. No. <laughs> no. Well, listen, listen, listen. Here's my For case. sure, bottom half, Zach. Here's my case. First order of business when he gets there is to trade Khalil Mack. And then he trades Amari Cooper. <laughs> that and then he trades all the, the, whole, the whole left side of the line last year. Yeah. Yep. Like, what does he have to show for it? I know everybody's yep, saying, agree. look at the picks, look at the picks. Who have you gotten? Henry Ruggs? That's exactly right. Zach, I don't think that was a, a John Gruden move as much as, you know, I would like to shit on him too. He gets a lot of say, Alex. Uh, him and Mayock are He like, gets a ton Yeah, if you say. pay him $10 million a year, yeah, he gets a say. Him and Mayock a are little, like buddy-buddy with this stuff. A, a yeah, little secret, though. 
is that Mark Davis isn't a billionaire. Like he's one of the few owners in sports that's not actually a billionaire. So he is not going to be as open with his pocketbook as say, you know, the late Al Davis was right. Like he is probably, I mean, we've seen Mark Davis is very incompetent on a whole lot of fronts. And I mean, look at what Gruden's done with like, you know, I know that they've gone eight and eight, but look at those teams. Those teams really had no business going like eight and eight, seven and nine the last couple of years. So they were competitive. I mean, they, they got the most out of car, something no coach had really ever done before. You know, I don't think, I think that Las Vegas would be a terrible fit because of the roster, not because of the coach personally. Fair enough. I just think you look at what he's done since he won the Super Bowl at Tampa, which wasn't his team, by the way. That was Tony Dungy's team. Yeah, it was. He he's basically gone 500. Zach. Tell him, Zach. Tell him, Zach. He's basically gone 500 since then. And the Buccaneers make the playoffs this year. First time since Gruden was there in 2007 that they made the playoffs. So I'm just it, maybe not bottom five. I mean, there's some pretty bad coaches. But bottom Taylor? 10, I think. Here's lower, a, ha- lower half. Here's a comparison for you guys. He's Jim Caldwell with better PR. Uh, uh, wow. Wow. That's getting personal that's here. Wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> I got a fun team for you guys. Yeah, okay, let's, let's hear it. it. So so Denver, Denver is my my leading candidate, right? I think that makes the most sense. Okay. Yeah. I think a fun team would be Miami. That was my team. Oh. Wow. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Bolstering the defense a little bit. I know they cut some guys, but they still have a good defense. Good point. They they worked on the line. Okay. Got weapons. Yeah, they got a little outside help. They got uh, who? They got Waddle this year. You got uh, Yeah, yeah. Parker coming back. He's going to be healthy. Albert um, is it Wilson? Albert Wilson. Gaskin. Uh, he, yeah. Uh, yeah. Gaskin will be back. Gesicki. That might be a little fun. Yeah. That might be a little fun. Good I'm defense. just saying. Yeah. All right. Alex, what's your team for Rogers? Oh, mine was the Dolphins. That, mine Dolphins. was the Dolphins, too. Dolphins. And it's mutually beneficial, too. You know, I'm not going to say what Bryce just said because there's no point in me repeating what he just said. But, I mean, Miami has the draft capital thanks to your boy uh, yeah, B-O- to BOB. The so. ghost of BOB <laughs> lives on. <laughs> so, I mean, it's it's really a perfect trade on all aspects, but... I think that's where you should want to go. Well, let me throw out a couple more teams to you guys. I had I had three down that neither none of you guys mentioned. Interesting. The Panthers. I just don't think they make the move though because they just got Darnold. I I, I it's a, well it's a nice spot for improvement, but yeah, I agree, with Bryce. I, I don't uh, I don't know enough about the Panthers to comment on this, but I mean it would make our boy Devin Voss very happy. So you know, let's do it. Oh, Devin would freak. No. He'd have the Rogers jersey on order. Oh. Is that as much as I like the Panthers this year? Though I feel like they're not. They're thinking two years. They're thinking three years down the line. They know Tampa's going to crown that division for a couple more years. So I, I, I think I think I think it's a tricky decision for the Panthers to just go out and get this guy and just keep being second place every year in their division. Yeah. But I like the, I like the possibility. Uh, my next one, which is the NFC team. I would pick my first pick would be the Broncos, but this is my NFC team, the football sure. team. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. That defense yeah, is legitimate. Ba- oh, Oh, it's hundred percent legitimate. Oh. And then you just signed Curtis Samuel to pair with Terry McLaurin. Oh, oh. baby. And, and Antonio Gibson is going to be a stud. Hmm. 
Yeah. Just a stud. Yeah. So I like yep. it. And then my last one here. Um, not it's not gonna happen. There's like no, there's no chance. But oh no, if this team gets desperate and sees no way out, and the Packers are like, we can't do this. We're gonna suck if he sits out. We got to get rid of him. The Houston Texans. Oh no, oh, no. Watson. Oh, no. Watson for Rogers, straight up. Oh no. If, oh man. If Houston, if Houston gets so desperate, they're like, oh God, we just got to get a quarterback. We got we'll do anything. Just straight up Watson for, uh, no, Watson you know, I had another fun one. I had another fun one. Atlanta. Think about it. They're, ah. they're kind of the green Bay. They're kind of the green Bay of the South. Think about it. Okay. Not a great defense, but they have better weapons on the outside. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah. Decent running game. Not so great offensive line. But, I mean, could you imagine Aaron Rodgers throwing to Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley? Oh, my God. And Kyle Pitts. Wait, wait, wait. And Kyle Pitts. Oh, my gosh. Here's here's the team I just thought of. Why don't the Titans go after him? No, no, no. They love Tannehill too much. They they love him. They did give him an extension. A big. I mean, listen. I would definitely... I mean, I I like Tannehill too, but I mean, if you throw Aaron Rodgers out there and say, "Come get him," yeah, if you can yeah. get Rodgers, you gotta you know do everything. You can. No, no, Tennessee doesn't deserve him. They're just gonna keep running the ball with Derrick Henry. They don't deserve him. <laughs> You're probably right. Uh, here's something a little impromptu for all three of you. Oh, if he goes to Denver, give me your top five AFC quarterbacks, not counting Watson, <laughs> since he's probably not gonna play next season. Yeah, I mean. Mm-hmm. Caleb, you go first. Wow. Uh, no, no Watson. I mean, that is, no Watson. No Watson. That is very impromptu. Do I have to give it in order? Yes. Oh, oh. Gosh. oh my gosh. <laughs> Zach is so mean. Yes. Okay. 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 You're going to break into the Zoom. Okay. Give me, give me, give me, give me Mahomes. At, give me, give me Mahomes at number one. Okay. Give me Rogers at number two. Okay. Number three, I'll take. I'll take Joshua Allen. Yeah, right. Number four, I'll. Uh, I'll take some uh, Lamar Jackson. Number five, I'll take Herbert. Exactly my rankings. Exactly. I'll take yeah, Justin you know Herbert. what? Honestly, I don't. I don't think I can disagree with Caleb. I might flip flop. Jackson yeah, you're gonna flip flop this. You're gonna flip the spots, but you're not gonna flip. You're not gonna. I mean, think about it. I mean, I don't. It honestly, it's. I thought it'd be a little harder, Zach. But if you really think about it, it's kind of clear cut. Yeah, it is. I, unless Wentz just completely obliterates the AFC this year. That too. That too. Especially with no happen. with no Watson. It's gonna happen. Uh, it throws maybe around. maybe big. If what do you think of the big Baker year? If a big does a big Baker year flip you into the top five? I thought about putting Mayfield over Herbert just because Mayfield has okay been in the league longer, okay. but sure I gave it to Herbert. Alex, who's okay. your top five? All right, so my number one is Ben Roethlisberger. No, oh, oh, stop, stop it, no. stop it. <laughs> my number two is uh, Cam Newton. Oh no, <laughs> I'm going um, down this list just to a be mockery. Just mockery. to be an asshole. No, boo. My number three is Tua. <laughs> number four, Drew Locke. Derek Carr. And then oh. number five, no, Derek, Derek Carr, you know, listen, he's, he's just not good enough to crack this top five. And then my number five is uh, Ryan Tannehill. Uh, yeah, baby. 
There you go. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. Uh, there you go. Well, uh, moving on to the NFL draft. It took place last week, and I think all of us were watching it. Uh, I know all of us were watching it. In dismay. Zoom together. Yeah. In dismay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Actually, sometimes uh, in, in great fun when it comes to the Bengals. Sure. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, first in-person draft since 2019. So Woo! a couple of years. That's awesome. Yay. The top five picks, you know them by now. Lawrence, Wilson, Lance, Pitts, and the Bengals pick a receiver, Jamar Chase. Uh, notable running hook network first-round picks. The Colts took Quiddy Pay. The yeah, Panthers, baby. Panthers took J.C. Horn, the son of Joe Horn, which I just found out today. <laughs> you just found that out today. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, and you call yourself a sports fan? Embarrassing. Embarrassing, uh, Zach. Okay, all right. Do you know Asante Samuel is, is the son of Asante Samuel? Do you know that? I had no idea. Right, that no just idea. blew my mind. Do you know Edelman played quarterback in high school, in, uh, in college? <laughs> uh, Packers, Will Hogsett and uh, Justin Powell's Green Bay Packers took a corner, Eric Stokes. You did that on purpose. Yes. Again, they took a corner, Eric Stokes. Uh, and Ryan Gregory's Bears took Justin J.D. Hall's. And J.D. Hall's Justin. <sighs> so, Caleb, which team made the boldest move sure. in this draft? The boldest. Um, man, there's a lot you can a lot you can argue here. Um, I I would say, I mean, it's obvious, but it's the truth. Like the Jamar Chase move, like it's such a bold move. Like you're basically, you're basically, you're basically putting, you're basically putting. If you want, I have one that that's deeper in the draft. If you want me to go there, any do you want pick, me to go there? Any pick, yeah. Yeah, I can go any pick. I can go any pick I want. Yeah, whatever you thought was the boldest. Pick. Well, yeah, then I then I, okay, I definitely have one. Then I think I think Peyton Turner was a horrible pick. Peyton Turner was a guy that was just getting cute because of the combine, <laughs> and then it basically it it really really because of his pro days overall, he gets to pick twenty eight, and then all of a sudden people are just falling in love with this guy. When in full reality, the, the New Orleans the New Orleans Saints could have gotten. So you could have had a, a guy like Rousseau. You could have had a guy like Owe. You could have had a legitimate vet who proved a little more consistent. I'm, just miss me on the fact that all of a sudden we get this rising star that everybody falls in love with. It seems like too many times in the NFL draft. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, they got him. <laughs> I'm gonna take a pic- I'll take a picture of this. I'm sure you lost Hendrickson. Hey, we lost you, Caleb. You're, yeah, restart that whole point over. Um, I don't remember which word started after, but okay, I'll find this. this. Better internet, you clown. It's been good lately. Look, with with, with Peyton with with Peyton Turner, it's just a bad pick. There's not a lot of ways to put it. I didn't like it. The Saints that they could have gone out, they could have made some moves, in my opinion, to put yourself in a better position to get somebody better. All you were trying to do was replace Hendrickson. Because you basically realized that all he was was a one-man show because he was getting one-on-one rushes all day, as Bryce and I have mentioned. I mean, I just I don't I don't really see the logic here in the pick. Uh, I I just I think he got a little cute. Uh, I thought he was a bloomer, uh, and, and I just for a team that's a Super Bowl type of roster, a team that has those type of aspirations, trying to go get the guy who's like on the rise to me just doesn't make a lot of sense. But you know, maybe that's just me. Alex, boldest move or uh, 
I think in Caleb's case, Jamar Chase, maybe the dumbest move. Well, I, I took a different definition of bold, unlike our friend. Everybody can. Caleb Lynn here. <laughs> um, my boldest move was the 49ers. I mean, three first round picks to move up to three and then not drafting Mac Jones. Oh, thank God. Like, in spite well, of Bryce uh, called it. Bryce called it. Said it was in spite of. <laughs> I mean, Shanahan and Chris Sims are boys. Like, if you. And Chris Sims was really the one driving this. Uh, this Mac Jones, the San Francisco train. And I, I'm just so glad that didn't play out because, listen, Mac Jones is milk toast, right? The definition of milk toast. Like, he played with an elite offensive line in college. He played with an elite set of wide receivers. Literally, everything was tailored to his strengths. So, I need to I need to see it, you know. Miss me with Mac Jones at three, as Caleb Lynn and Bryce Shaddy would like to say. <laughs> and, I mean, taking Trey Lance at three, you know, I probably would have gone with Fields, but... Yeah, I think baby. That, I mean, I think that they, you know, it's not an awful circumstance for them now. Like, I think that the trade might be worth it. We'll, we'll have to wait to see. But I think that they did Is a good job. Are you calling the trade bold or the pick bold? Uh, both. I think that, like, you know, I think it could work out a lot of different ways, right? Like, Trey, Trey Lance can be considered a little more raw than sure. a lot of the other guys. So... I think that it's a little bit of A, a little bit of B, Caleb Lynn. I, I, I would agree. I would say the trade more so just because of how much they gave up. and Yeah, right. There wasn't, right. like, Trey Lance isn't a surefire, like, going to be a Pro Bowl guy, but right. nobody denies his talent. So Right. Uh, Bryce, boldest move in the draft. So I think I'm going to, we didn't really, Caleb and AB really didn't elaborate too much on it. I think I'm going to elaborate on the Jamar Chase pick here. I, I think I'm going to go in on You this. just blasted me for it, and all of a sudden you're going to come out here and talk about Jamar Chase. No, I no, I was I was mad because you took my pick. No, shut that's, up. That, shut no, that's up, what I have written down right here. I have Jamar Chase up. written down here. No, no you just shut, shut up. up, you clown. This is my show. I oh, you think wish. The, the boldest move is the Jamar Chase. You are playing Russian roulette with your damaged quarterback who – Reveal the, the team had just revealed new uniforms, and what was front and center? It wasn't the uniform. <laughs> it was Joe Burrow sitting down with that big, long, nasty scar on his knee. But we're going to take Jamar Chase. It's fine. Not not Penny Sewell, a generational offensive tackle who just fell into the yeah. laps of the Detroit Lions. And they were hooping and hollering around the room, and rightfully so, because they just got Penny Sewell. Congratulations, Detroit Lions. The one competent move they've made. Yeah, I, I, you know, we, we crap on Dan Campbell a lot, but, I mean, they got this one right. You can't deny that. I think that'll be the only thing he gets right. But, hey, that's just my opinion. <laughs> But if I had to say another bold move that that just really just upset me. Oh, don't go here. Oh, I'm definitely going there. All right, let's go then. Okay, fine. Travis Etienne, baby. Let's go. That made absolutely no sense to draft Travis Etienne in the first round. He he's a third, fourth round running back at best. Oh, Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah, and you you waste a first what kind round of pick you smoking? on a, on a third down. What kind back. of ganja you smoking? Who Bryce? takes that running back? Who takes a third down running back in round number one? 
Who Zach does Griffiths, that? Jack, Zach Griffiths, Jacksonville Jaguars. That's who. Who? Especially <laughs> when you have the first pick of the second round and nobody else was going to draft ETN. Doug I'll tell you, the like this weren't. Pick. You don't know that. You don't no, know the, that. The Browns wouldn't have taken ETN. You don't know that. Baltimore wouldn't have taken ETN. The Saints wouldn't have taken ETN. The Packers wouldn't have taken ETN. The Bills wouldn't have. Well, maybe the Bills. But again, uh-huh. the Ravens, again, they wouldn't have. And Tampa Bay, they wouldn't have because they sign every every running back that's been thrown to the streets. And then you come right back to Jacksonville, who took a safety that God knows who that is. <laughs> this, is this is an awful pick. This is awful. This is the worst first. Well, no, I take that back. Kadarius uh, Tony was the worst. Yeah, first it round was. Pick. It was the worst ETN first round. Etn yeah. is easily the second worst first round pick. Tell me, Dave Gettleman had the worst first round pick. Eric Stokes. That was that's, bad. That's bad. That's bad as well. That was bad. That was bad as well. But the but guard ETN the Raiders drafted. <laughs> Trading up to get him was bad. Trading the players not bad. Yeah, Trading yeah, up yeah, yeah, him, yeah, yeah. Good way to put they it. They got him where yeah. they were. That's bad. Right. Uh, yeah, I kind of Bryce saying ETN's a fourth round running back is a joke. Like that is it's a not joke. a joke. It's I, not that a joke. I agree. He's not a first round pick, and it was dumb of him. It was dumb of them. Sure. to take him, especially when they have James Robinson and they signed Carlos Hyde, who I'm not a fan of. But it's not washed. He is washed. not washed. He no, washed. no, you don't get yeah. to say that. Why? No. He's not washed. Get off your Ohio State, Bryce. He ran for a thousand yards two years ago. Two years ago, Bryce. And he filled in nicely for Carson when Define he was Define nicely. Third what, string? For he was a third string. I think he was. No. He was I think up. he was. No, no, he was like third string. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, yes. I don't think so. No, yes, we'll, keep, we'll keep. keep uh, you, you're you're being crazy. You're whatever, being crazy. Whatever. I, I, crazy. I think the boldest move That's is me. the Bears trading up for Justin Fields. Because, so you liked it? Well, uh, well, well okay. we know why you didn't like it, Bryce. We know. I don't want him to go to the Bears. No, you don't want JD and Ryan to have a win. No, I, I yeah, don't That's care. exactly right. I don't care about that. I don't trust Nagy. I don't trust Aww. him. I don't trust him at all. Nagy went twelve and four they, with Mitch Trubisky. I don't care. They just dumped Charles Leno. Tell me that's good. It's not. It's not. I'm just saying. It. It's not. I don't trust it. It's a bold move because they needed a quarterback. They could not yep. go into the season with Andy Dalton. Yep. I agree. Just sucks, I man. I agree. I don't want him to go there. If Fields has like a. I wanted Minnesota to Justin get Herbert so type of rookie season. Yeah. Bears can make the playoffs. Yeah, made the playoffs last year with no quarterback. Yeah, Minnesota makes so much sense. Yeah, it it does. Uh, Another move I would throw in there was Eagles trading up for Devontae Smith. Yeah, uh, glaring issues all wrong yeah, that was. team. You and you go and you pick Devontae Smith because yeah, that's that's the biggest need. You need a wide receiver that you drafted last year in the first round it's, as well. But hey, hey, whatever. It's a bold move. Uh, Alex, which team just totally dropped the ball in this draft? Dropped the ball. Um, well, I mean, the Jags, I know they ended up with Lawrence, but taking ETN in the first round is tough. I mean, listen, there's one tried and true answer with seeing drop the ball in the draft. It's always the Oakland Raiders. Uh. Um, <laughs> oh, I wow. Mean, that. Like, they could have gotten Leatherwood a lot later in the draft. Yes. Like, he was in, like, yeah. a projected, yeah. like, Mid second round pick for most people, and I don't think that there was people clamoring to take him in the first round. Partially, I, yeah, 
Like I think Darisol was still on the board when they made that trade. <laughs> Mike Mayock has this weird obsession with only drafting guys from Bama and Clemson. Like, yeah, yeah he does. If you go look at like their first round draft history, right? Like I know Jacobs is a second round pick, but Josh Jacobs, um, Cleveland Farrell, um, Henry, Ruggs. and I think they drafted Ohio State guys too. So that's three teams they draft from. So, I mean, the Oakland Raiders. I know they're in Las Vegas now, but I, I'm just like I'm not gonna stop calling them the San Diego Chargers. Oh, that's sure. Zach's forte. I'm not gonna stop calling them the Oakland Raiders. Their fans are in another city, so why why are you calling yourself the? <laughs> At least the uh, the Raiders moved somewhere with no team. At least they did that. Sure. Yeah. And who cares about LA? Who cares about football in LA besides USC? Like USC has a very big fan base in LA, but like, no, who is? Oh, wow. Let, let's be real here. Let's be real here. LA should have been the team. It should have been where the Raiders moved, and the Chargers stayed in San Diego. Sure. Like the the Raiders are more of an LA team than the Chargers, because Oakland doesn't care where the Raiders moved to. Because the Raiders exactly. moved to LA before, yeah, right. And they've 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 now they're in Vegas, right. yeah, right. Like the Chargers were in LA for one season when they first right. became a team, and then they were in San Diego every season after that. And they're like, oh, we're coming back home. Who who, who are you kidding? <laughs> who are you kidding? Yeah. No, just stop. Uh, Bryce, who dropped the ball? Um. I've I've been been debating between two teams. I'm going to go with this one, though. The Pittsburgh Steelers. I love it. I love it. They, they, I I don't hate, I I will make this clear. I don't hate the Najee Harris pick. What? I don't don't hate it. Okay. But they had much, much more glaring issues, such as the offensive line. That's fair. That they need to shore up. I can, I can, I can definitely get behind that. But drafting Pat Fryermuth is inexcusable. (laughs) Who? Why? Steelers don't have Steelers don't have the Steelers didn't they they have to get younger at that position. You'd rather play Eric Ebron when it matters. You'd rather play Vance McDonald when it matters. Stone hands. They love stone hands. All the he rubbed off on all the receivers. You know, dropping the ball all season long. So like, look. This draft made no sense to me. I don't get it. Especially you were, you were, uh, you were stripped. This is like a money ball situation. You became sure. organ donors for better teams. Offensive line, Villanueva just signed with with uh, with Baltimore. the Ravens. Yeah, Bud Dupree signed with the Titans. You missed out on JJ Watt. You you missed out on Steven Nelson. You lost. Uh, they lost another corner. Yeah. Um, who else did they lose? Milton. They, Milton. Milton, yeah, yeah, they lo- they lost big pieces on this team, and they did nothing. Lost Connor, nothing. yeah, they lost Connor. Which Sean I think Davis, is, yeah. So I mean, they they lost lots of guys, and they just drafted like nonchalantly. Uh, let's pick up this tight end. What? Sure. Yeah. What are you uh, doing? I mean, I I I kind of get where you're going. I kind of get it. The other one would have been Seattle, though. They only had three draft yeah. picks, and and That's their first them. pick was a wide receiver. You got to be kidding me, That's, dude! Right, you know, a five right. foot nine wide receiver. You have Lockett and Metcalf. What are you doing? I just find it weird that the Steelers are not in win now mode when this is probably Ben's last year, and the yeah. defense is really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why yeah. Juju resigned. I wouldn't have resigned. I'd been like him out. 
I don't know. Mount, I would have signed with the Jets. I would have signed with them. Why not? No. I heard that Juju had a really big offer from somebody that he turned down to go back to the Steelers yeah, on a discount dumb. contract. Yeah, that was dumb. And He's if I'm not mistaken, that. that team was the Ravens. So wow. uh, he may not regret it then. He may not. Yeah, it could be, be a rivalry thing because Ravens. Yeah, I, 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 it's a good way to put Yeah, but I, I, I mean, want to play with Mike Wallace made sure. the jump, though. Yeah, he did. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Good point. Um, Caleb, who dropped the ball? The Rams. You're going to sit here and take a 5'9 wide receiver. I love you hating on the Rams. I love it is, this. It's just, this is just really. F- <laughs> it's a bad pick. What's the draft? Like, I understand two, you two no first well, rounders, baby. but I just don't understand it. The overall collection of this draft, I mean, the Rams have proven that they know how to hit the value picks. That's one thing I do have to give them credit for. But at the same time, with the way that they handled the top heavy, the, the, the top picks, it just doesn't make sense to me. We're looking at potential at this point. We're looking at, we're just trying to fix that. Like the Rams last year, for crying out loud, right? If you look at the team that they have this year, Tutu Atwell might be their fifth best wide receiver, and they picked them with their first pick in the draft. They have Cooper Cup. They have Robert Woods. They have Deshaun Jackson, who I forgot was there, but they have him. And, and they have Manch Jefferson. All four of those guys. Tutu Atwell is not playing over those guys. So he's a fifth string wide receiver on your team. And you picked him with your first pick. Like, like, give me a break. Like, you want, you want to be this a contender. You want to be a contender like I believe that they are, and I've made it clear that I think they are. you got to hit the draft at the top picks. It's you know what this was? This was McVay getting cute. And this is why I didn't – you guys asked me the other day. This was off the record. You guys asked me what my, my top five coaches were. This is exactly the reason why. You get cute. This is all you do. You get cute. Stop getting cute. Get playmakers in there and get to a Super Bowl. You have Matthew Stafford for crying out loud. Get on with it, man. Get back to the to the Super Bowl. What are we doing? <laughs> He's right. He's right. He, he is right. Another team right. I would throw out there before we move on is uh, the Giants, who kind of got brought up. Okay. And sure. Fair in terms of first round, the first round alone. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. Um, Caleb, we'll keep it with you. Who fell farther than he should have? Oh, um, because there were tons of guys that fell. Some guys, Zach, I'm, fell Zach, in, like, I'm going. Uh, Zach, I'm going with your guy. I'm going with Darius. Do do this is this is this was a complete and total steal. I mean, you talk about just. I mean, Minnesota was just probably in heaven. You know what I mean? Like you, you make all these moves, you trade down, you, you, you make the wise value picks. And then all of a sudden you get Darasau. you replace reef with Darasau. You give yourself a really nice, solid, formidable offensive line, which they've, they've been taking the steps to it. They've been making those steps. Zach, I think this is a really underrated offensive line, and I know you like the trenches. I think they've got a really underrated offensive line now, and that's a good sign for them because that means you're going to get a lot more running yards with Dava Cook once that offensive line gets more reliable. Maybe set yourself up with some play-action passing. I like what Darisau can. I like what Darisau does for them. It was a smart pick. You know, they, they were able to hit. They were able to hit that on the money. Um, I was pleasantly shocked that the Raiders, when they traded up, went and got Leatherwood instead of Darisau. I'm like, what a joke. What a complete joke. You know, because it's like you, you shouldn't you shouldn't be doing that. Go get the talent. 
Duracell is a legit talent. Duracell has a chance to be the second best offensive tackle in this draft. No reason you can't make that move. I I, I love that for Minnesota. I love it. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's unfortunate Kirk Cousins is their quarterback. You know, Caleb. You know how I feel. Like should have been Justin. I know you Fields. do. But you got it. Should have been Fields. But you, it's but a you good know pick. what? It's like it's you're surrounding him with the right pieces. You're surrounding him with the right pieces. Especially with a running back like Cook. You, yeah. You, yep. I mean, yeah. This is a great pick. Yeah, Alex. Who fell further than they should have? Listen, I'm just gonna keep it simple here. It's Sewell. <laughs> it's Sewell. It's true. No, I mean, it's true. Yeah. Like you can make a conceivable case for all like four through seven should have taken Sewell. I'm not going to say maybe like I can understand Kyle Pitts over Sewell. Sure. I mean, Cincinnati, we've gone into great depth, but why didn't like Miami take him? Yeah. You know, we were talking about the same thing. That's a great question. Like, I don't feel like Miami's, you know, solid enough at the offensive line where like, you know, Sewell presents himself. Right. Right. That like I, I understand, you know, Waddle is going to do very well for them. And obviously Tua has the familiarity with him. But that being said, I probably would have just taken Sewell at six. Um, big, I'm a big line guy myself, you know, build the offensive line. Love the line. And I think that, I think that those teams blew it. And I mean, Detroit. Oh, Waddle was a reach. Did you thought, did you think Waddle was a reach, Alex? No, I mean, it was probably fine at six. That's probably the range he was going to oh, go in from like oh, six God. through 12. Oh. But I think that Sewell just is the obvious pick there. Bryce, I know who you're going to say, but who fell further than they should have? Oh, oh, you think I was going to go Fields? No, I know, I know, I know where you're going. Oh, really? Would you like to take a guess? Terrace Marshall. No, I, I actually thought about it, but no, I'm not going to go there. I'm, I'm going to go with Asante Samuel Jr. Actually, oh, yeah, you, you, you were very high on him. You I, were very high on I really him. like Asante Samuel Jr. I think he's going to be a stud. I think the Chargers got it. They stole him. And I think he fits their yeah, scheme extremely well. They cut Casey Hayward Jr., who was just signed by the Raiders today, actually. Uh, and I think this fills the void, obviously. Uh, you know, corner has always been a, a little bit of a project p- position, you know, w- when you bring in rookies like that. Um, it's not often you see rookie corners just come in and make an immediate impact. I think it'll take some time for Asante Samuel Jr., but I think that he gets up to speed pretty quick. Um, I think he's going to be I think he's going to be decent this yeah. year, actually. I think he's very NFL ready. Um, I'm excited to see him on the field uh, with the Chargers' new coach. His um, his name escapes me right now. Um, defensive guy, Staley, Brandon Staley. Sta- Brandon you, Staley, that's yeah, right. Yeah, come on, come on. Um, I think this is a good pick. I was surprised good he was draft, still there. Right, good draft yeah. from the Chargers. You got to like Abs- oh, absolutely. Chargers had a great draft. I, Chargers I totally know what agree. they're doing. Yeah, they're they're getting it on the right track there. So I'm excited for for Asante Samuel and the Chargers. See what they can do. Yep, Chargers need to move back home and they'll be all set. Um, I would say I would go Micah Parsons. That's I know. Like oh, going back to the roots, huh, Zach? I did some research after the first round, and I was like, this guy not only was the best linebacker, I thought he was the best. He he's a freak. I thought he was the best defensive player in the draft. That's fair. I'm I'm not gonna argue. That's that's I, fair. And the fact that what a perfect fit for the Cowboys who were just yep. letting their you know Sean Lee retires. It's let's not act like Sean Lee was gonna play anyway. Sure, and right. Vander Esch who probably would have broken his collarbone again. So like right. they're they're probably gonna let him walk. And Micah Parsons, 
We were... I like him in Should he have gone in the top 10? Should he have gone in the top 10? I think so. I mean, the thing about the top 10, though, I like is... him and Jalen, too, Caleb. Yeah. I, I think, I think uh, I don't know. It's it's hard to say top 10 because not a lot of teams, per se, needed him um, other, uh, you know, over some of the other needs on their team. Like, I, th- I, I thought uh, Atlanta could have used him. Uh, the Bengals probably could have used him. Uh, Miami probably could have used him. Detroit, uh, Carolina. I thought... They all could have used them, but Most they had other glaring. Yeah. yeah, they had other glaring needs, though. Sure. Uh, now, I, do I think they chose the right the right people at those positions or in those draft spots? No. Right. But they had other glaring needs that I thought they should have filled before Micah Parsons. But Micah Parsons is absolutely a top ten player, no doubt, no doubt. And now let's get into what will probably be the most heated uh, part of this show. The, I can't wait the NBA storylines, and let's start. <laughs> You know what? I'll I'll save the Nuggets for last because I, I that needs to be saved for last because there's gonna be who would have said that Nuggets is gonna be the main event. There's there's I tell be. you what I tell you who's never gonna say it. Just Mike Breen during Just the finals. Up. That's what he's never gonna say. The Denver Just, Nuggets. They almost <laughs> they, they almost made it last year, Bryce. But whatever. That's cute. Uh, Lakers. Our annual LeBron Lakers panic button. Uh, Lakers sliding in the West standings. They're currently fifth. They're only a half game ahead of the Mavericks and only one game ahead of the Blazers. And LeBron has finally returned for a month-long absence. He uh, missed yesterday's game, but I believe it's just... Nope, he's going to miss a second game. Really? Report came out today. He's going to miss... Actually, it might be the next two games. It is. Yeah, so I think this is more serious than we thought. So he's not going to play in the Clippers game wow. or the Blazers game. Well, I'll throw it to Alex, our resident NBA head. Are you buying the panic? Because it seems like we do this every year with the LeBron team. Like, oh, God, it's such a panic. And then they end up in the playoffs and the finals. So what What do you make of this? Are you buying the panic? Yes, and here's why. So... LeBron, I think, is probably over. I didn't expect that answer from you. Wow. I didn't but either. <laughs> LeBron, okay, is definitely overreacting. But look, Bryce said yesterday on Insanity, which go check that out, um, about Anthony Davis being at minus 9.3 in his last couple of games is concerning, as is concerning that AD got smoked by the butt of the most jokes on this podcast, I would say, Pascal Siakam this past weekend. <laughs> Listen, let me before you. No, continue. I'm not. I'm not even saying that as an insult. No, 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 just no, just, not. just let me say something about Pascal real quick. <laughs> when I said he was a bona fide first option, it was not out of the realm to say that because he was balling. He was balling. Now it was disproven very quickly. <laughs> but when I said it, it was not an out, you know, an outrageous take. It's okay. Think. That's all right, Zach. Don't, but Alex, you, you said it. You move on. Go ahead. So, okay, I'm gonna pull up that box score real quick. So I believe that was either on Saturday or no, that was on Sunday. <laughs> so I mean, getting cooked by Siakam is really bad, right? Because last yeah, year, reigning Defensive Player of the Year. Am I correct? <laughs> I mean, so, okay, Siakam had 39 points. I haven't seen the box score. Jesus Christ, 39 points on 15 of 26 shooting. Like, my God. And then you add in the fact that this team threw in Andre Drummond to the mix, 
and it's clearly not working, right? It's you're clearly kidding. you're kidding me. I know, right? Who could have predicted that Andre Drummond to the Lakers? He would have been a lot more useful on the Nets where they need a big body. Like this team already had Trez and Gasol. They didn't need Drummond. Yeah, I think it was a signing to prevent the the Nets from signing him. I think that's what it was. And if they did that, that's stupid. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I agree. agree that's the same that's logic. That's Palenka that, being lame. That's the same logic that the 76ers used when they signed Al Horford away from the Celtics. And look where that got them. Now they're, you know, they're a couple really first-round picks down, and they're stuck with Danny Green, who, I mean, is a worse player than Al Horford, but obviously a better fit. Daryl and Elton Brand were able to salvage, salvage that situation, but... The Drummond thing isn't working. Um, the, I thought the Macklemore pickup was fantastic for them, but I think that he's a seventh man, right? Sure. And yeah. this the equation really factors down to this. Oh, he's it, like it, a tenth man. Macklemore. He's he's good. He's a good shooter. He's, he is good. Zach, he is good. No, but he's like, good for them. No. If Anthony Davis is not one hundred percent, they are not making it to the finals. And I am going to say this with my chest, and I could end up regretting this, but I, I, there's an if before it. Lock it in. I'm not, okay, I'm not going to lock it in because there's an if before it. Oh! No. That's a soft, can, that's soft. Can you oh, lock in, on, like, a, can I lock in, like, if it's cloudy out, there's a good chance it rains? Can I lock that in, Caleb Lynn? Oh, my gosh, uh, Alex, lock uh, it in. Okay, if... Anthony Davis isn't hundred percent. They are getting beaten by the Clippers. I lock am, it in. I'm I'll lock that in that if, if okay, Anthony Davis isn't in. all the way healthy, the Clippers are a lot better team. And frankly, even though the Nuggets guards are all getting hurt at seemingly this time in the season, I think the Nuggets might be better than them. If Anthony Davis isn't hundred percent, like we saw Jokic last night, Jokic put up like 32 points on him last night. And this was a team that, you know, Holla. shut down Jokic in the playoffs. <laughs> Obviously, no Jamal Murray. We'll talk about the Nuggets later. But I think the Lakers have every reason to be concerned. I think that they're not as good as they were last year. I think last year that they had cohesion and a lot more rest, frankly. So fair. 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 I'll put the concern. If I'm going to rate the concern, I'll give it a six right now. Not like I'm I'm more than halfway concerned, but not like unreasonably concerned. Hey, let me ask you guys this real quick. And I don't know why this guy popped into my head, but. I think we all think Andre Drummond is good, but he's like empty stats. Empty stats. I'm pretty sure he's only been in the playoffs one time with the Pistons. You can ask Caleb Boyd how I feel not, about Andre I'm Drummond. Not, yeah, yeah, exactly, Alex. Yeah, I, I like Andre Drummond. I'm not. Well, on. I'm going to ask you this. I'm going to ask you come this. Come on. Andre Drummond or Josh Smith? I'm thinking Josh Smith. Better defensive player, better jump shot. I don't know if that's oh, a fair that's, um, comparison. That's, that's a that's a real. I'm taking Josh Smith. I mean, I, yeah, I crime Josh agree, Smith Bryce. was a defensive a monster, comparison. but I don't think that's a fair comparison. I yeah, no, I don't think that's fair. Um, they were both called empty stats at points in their careers. Yeah, but I mean, at least you know Josh Smith was like six ten and had skills that you know could you actually could move to work with. Right, right. Um, here, okay, here's a better comparison. Late career Pau Gasol or Andre Drummond? Pau Gasol. Yeah, I'm I talking take, like... I take Gasol. Bulls Pau Gasol. Yeah, Bulls Pau Gasol. I'm taking yeah, that. Bulls, I'm taking that. I, 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 would take, that. I would take Gasol. Yeah. And that's the problem because that guy couldn't play defense at all. I no, watched him couldn't. on the Bulls. He fucking ruined our team. I will never <laughs> forgive Pau Gasol. He ruined our team. 
we could have made the finals in 2015. I think Love and cooked him in that playoffs. Or no, Love was out. Love was out. Love was out, but I mean, like that makes it guard. even worse. <laughs> he couldn't guard, and Pow didn't box out at that point in time. He just was like, "I'm gonna stand here and let the rebound fall with me." Oh my! And don't get me started on 2015 Bagasol. But I think that Drummond is the epitome of empty stats, and like he was playing well in Cleveland earlier this year. When we when we did the Power Hour on the Cleveland first time around, he was actually you know doing some useful stuff. He was dribbling well. But the problem is he can't make layups. <laughs> He's like shooting worse than Lonzo Ball at the rim. Okay. Lonzo Ball is a 6'6 guard. Andre Drummond is a seven foot center. Therein lies the problem. If you can't make layups as a center, what the fuck are you going to, when you don't have a jump shot, what the fuck are you going to do? Oh, well, I had experience with a guy like that. His name was Roy Hibbert. Uh, <laughs> at least Roy Hibbert can play defense, though, Zach. He. That's why we got so deep in the playoffs. Was his interior defense, but he couldn't. Uh, I remember one time he hit a three, and I was. I mean, it was like being a kid and coming down and seeing presents on Christmas morning for the first time. It was that shocking. It was like, oh my god, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's throw it to Caleb. Are you buying this panic? Because, like I said, it seems like an annual tradition. Like hit the panic button on LeBron. What, what what do you make of it? Well, I I mean, I, I'm with Alex here because, you know, I think he, the reason how I look at it is, I mean, the way that everybody talked about the Lakers was that everybody was just that they were just going to get through it and no problem. And, and that's clearly not the case. Like they are not going to do that. They are not going to just demolish everybody. They are not just going to take everybody in four or five games. They don't have that ability. This roster does not have that ability. Their health doesn't have that ability. It's just, it's not there. And, and in my opinion, like, yeah, if I'm a Lakers fan, yeah, I'm a little panicked because you know what? I I just, I need to see more. And and Bryce put out a phenomenal stat that I bet he's going to touch on. So I'm not going to mention it. uh, That suggests a lot about how Anthony Davis's impact has been since he's gotten there. And I mean, there's some real problems with the, with the Lakers. There's some real things that they got to start figuring out. Okay. And the other thing is just because you want a championship doesn't mean you're just entitled to do it again. I get the mentality that everybody over there just feels like they're entitled to do it again. And breaking news, when you have that type of mentality in the NBA, you will be paid. You will get paid for it. You will, you will lose early. You will lose early because the See, team's going to come up and they're going to get you early. They're gonna last year. Well, so like I mean it, sure the Clippers uh, you know I could even see like if if the Lakers felt entitled and they faced the Suns I could see the Suns just be like okay we'll knock you out you know like that's a team that doesn't care Alex you, you and I have talked about this off the record it's like I just think that the Lakers I think the Lakers are not going to easily run through the West I'm sorry I don't care what seed they're in I don't care I don't care if they're in the plan I don't care if they're a four seed I don't care so yeah I'm panicked Bryce you panicked. Heck yeah, I'm panic baby. Come on now. This is I mean, LeBron obviously is is not in a good place. I mean, we you know, Zach, I I think we were talking once and, and you were like, you know, LeBron probably could have played last week, you know. I don't know why he, you know, he's yeah, waiting now this long I don't to take him. So. Yeah. Sure. Sure. This is worse than we thought. And I mentioned on Linsanity last night is we're starting to see the deterioration 
of LeBron James. We have the groin injury last season. You guys remember that one? He was out for you a while. You called it out. Yep, you called it. And now we're seeing this ankle injury, and he's missed. He missed 20 games in a row, and now he's going to miss 23 in total. Um, you know, I, I guess it could be longer as well. So, I mean, it's hard to ignore. And yeah, Anthony Davis minus nine since he's come back on the court. I mean, he's not this defensive player of the year. I don't know if it's a health thing. I don't know if he just, he's just so lost without LeBron, which should be, he should be embarrassed about if it's that. Um, I I mean, they lost six of seven. Sure. Uh, Wait, did they play last night? Yeah, they played last night. Did they win? Yes, they did. They did win. Okay. So, so they've won uh, or they've lost six out of their last eight. So, I mean, big win last night, obviously, uh, but they're coming up on Clippers, Portland, and Phoenix. Right. Three really tough games in a row, and you don't have LeBron for at least two of them. So, yeah, I'm panicked. I, I would panic if I'm the Lakers, and that's why they're complaining about the playing tournament now. Okay, can I can I say one thing on the complaining on the playing yeah. tournament, please? Okay, I I think it is absolutely ridiculous that you're going to p- complain about the tournament now instead of doing it earlier in the season. The reason well you're complaining planned. about it now is because you're already right. That's yeah, why you're, you're complaining. You're, That's you're why you're trouble. complaining. But you know what? The contradiction to that argument is that's exactly why you don't want to be in a playing tournament. So figure it out. Like if you LeBron is this this great leader, okay? LeBron LeBron's this this great guy. Okay, figure it out. Figure it out. Get to the next job. Figure it out. Right? I think I think it is I think it is ridiculous that we're seeing these teams, that we're seeing these players complain about it, especially the guys like LeBron. But I'm not going to put their whole team on that because it doesn't seem like it's coming from the whole team as much as it's coming from LeBron, Bryce. It seems like it's really – it's it's stemming from LeBron. And and I, I just – look, you know, I, I as weird as this sounds, I actually think a plan might help the Lakers. But I, I still I still think that, you know, it's, it's one of those things where we the, – the, you got to you got to do your job. All right. And the reason that they don't like it's because they put themselves in it. You know, I, I sure the injuries are unfortunate, but I, I just felt like I needed to say that. And, and yeah. let me add something to that. OK, yeah, I've ahead. watched all these teams all year. Are you telling me that the Lakers are scared of the fucking Grizzlies? I love yeah, the Grizzlies. Up. OK, like yeah. you are not going to. I am probably one of the biggest Grizzly fans outside of Memphis. If they can't beat the Grizzlies in the first game of the play in tournament, they should be ashamed of themselves. Like if they can't beat the Warriors, if they can't beat the fucking Spurs. Sure. Yeah, right. Like, hey, Jaron Jackson's coming, though, baby. Jaron Jackson, he has not looked like himself, admittedly, since he's hey, come back. He's got to get his legs back. Come on now. I, you know, listen, you know, I'm the leader of the um, Jaron oh, Jackson. I know. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So, and I stand with you. I stand with you, Alex. You bought yeah. the whole hotel. You didn't even get a room. Forget it. You bought the building. Yeah. Right. Hey, hey, I stand. I want to. I would like to check in. It, you know, I'll, I'll get you a room uh, 555 for you. All right. I'm down. Um, listen, those teams are all good yeah. to like above average right they should have like even with a depleted roster they should not have any problems beating the spurs beating the warriors yeah, and beating the grizzlies like no, those no. three teams are not on the level of the top seven I, hell no they're not i might throw portland into that group too bryce i know you're i know you were high on them yesterday wow. but their wow. defense is they're they're i like, don't care they're they're a little better 
but the defense for Portland is wow. Bryce. They're the second worst defense of all time. I don't care. And the only no, reason no. they're not the worst is because the Kings exist. I don't care. Now, this is why Bryce's hate on the Nuggets is ridiculous. Because oh. he's going to sit there and oh, love shoot. on the Trailblazers. Oh. But I will. defense all season. I will. But Bryce is like, this is a contender. This is a team. And the Nuggets are They're legit. <laughs> you ain't going one legit. side of the ball, Bryce. They're legit. And it, oh, but to continue my point. Get your Cantor jersey and forget it, Bryce. I will. You have a team. <laughs> With Schroeder, with Gasol, with Montrez, with KCP, like those four guys would be like the second and those like those four guys, any of them would be like the third best player on the Warriors right now. <laughs> like, and it's just they don't it's frustrating. It's just frustrating because like you shouldn't be complaining about this. You'll win one game and you'll get a couple days off and you'll be fine. Right. Same with the Mavericks. There's no reason they should like, I'm sick of them complaining about this because they're so much better. Oh, we're going to be punished for being the seventh seed. No, you're not. You're going to destroy an inferior team. And then you're going to be the seventh seed. Shut the fuck up. That's why I'm coming at it with the Lakers. Because like, I do too. You have LeBron and Anthony Davis. You can't get it together for one fucking game and beat Tamar DeRozan. You can't be, listen, the Grizzlies have no one who can hit a pull-up jumper. No one. You can't beat them. You can't get it together for one game and beat Rudy Gay. Please. I hope they lose at this point. I, at this point, I just hope they lose. I hope they lose. I, I mean, let's be real here. And it would benefit them because I think we can, like Bryce, I know you think they're a cute story, but the two best teams right now are the third and fourth seed that aren't the Lakers. Hello. Like, that's, that's just the case right now in the Western Conference. I mean, why wouldn't you want to play the Jazz in the first round if you're the Lakers? You would destroy yeah, them. You would. Like, yes, they have home court advantage, but I'm sorry, you know? Like, they're going to destroy Rudy Gobert as much as I, you know, I'm a defender of him. They're going to destroy him. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Like, Chris Paul, uh, JD. I would think I would give the Suns a fighting chance. But I still I don't think the Suns, you know, I don't think the Suns could do it. I just like, frankly, okay. I'm just yeah. sick of them talk, complaining about it because it's one game and you're going to get a couple days off to prepare for the two. Sure. Sure. They're sure. probably not even going to be the seventh seed. I would say Portland probably is going to be the seventh seed. So what I, I just don't understand it. It just is frustrating. And I I don't remember which of you guys said it, but it's. See, it's very. I think Caleb said it. It's very convenient that all these teams are complaining about it when they're in danger of playing in the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, sure. Mark Cuban, man, you could have said no to this. You voted yep, you yes for this. Yep. Right, Alex. It was right. unanimous. Unanimously passed. Unanimous. Mar- yep. Mini call out corner. Mark Cuban, you could have said no to this. Yep, you could have. You could have said no to this, and you said yes. So shut the fuck up. Yeah, and don't act like you didn't know Porzingis was going to miss time because he misses time every season. So just, just don't, don't, act, don't pull that card, Mark Cuban. Uh, another thing I would say on LeBron, he has a history of doing this. When they lost the finals in 2018, he acts like he broke his arm. Had the big cast. <laughs> so, like, I, I, dude, it just so... This yeah. is the biggest complaint with him. Like, To be fair, I think he punched, he punched the, um, the whiteboard after game one. After J.R. Smith, and I think he did broke, break his hand. I think that's just been reported timing. on. It's just the timing. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah. I- and and this and the little the little uh, trail that he's leaving. I'll never be a hundred percent again. Just setting the stage as an excuse. Sure. Yeah. You know, so all the LeBron the lovers, narrative. Will Hogsett, uh can come out and say, well, you know, he's not a hundred percent anymore. He said it himself. No, stop, stop. 
just stop. This is why he will never be the GOAT. He will never be GOAT, in my opinion, ever in a million years. And Mark. Wow. Okay. Um, moving on. <laughs> Bryce, you really hate him. You really hate LeBron. Yeah, yeah because it's do. nonsense, dude. It, you do. It's, it's nonsense. It's all a narrative for him. Oh. And I hate it. The narrative. Okay, you're telling me the return to Cleveland wasn't a narrative? No, I don't. I don't think it was. Stop. That's ridiculous. He had every intention of coming back. I think he legitimately felt bad for stabbing them in the no, back. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. No, he didn't. It was a narrative. You wouldn't feel oh, bad. Oh, he's home. LeBron is home. Oh, hey, 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 uh, Mr. Silver, could you uh, help us win a ring real quick? Could you suspend Draymond get Green? Off. Thanks. Get off it. It's Draymond's fault. It's Draymond's no. fault. Yes, right. it is. No. No. Yep. Yeah, it is. No, I don't think, it's all I don't think that was a narrative. It's I, all a narrative. Wouldn't you feel bad for stabbing your hometown in the back? Then why'd you do it in the first place? To win some rings. And you, you made a learn. spectacle. You made a public spectacle of the backstabbing. And that was a horrible decision. And he knows uh, it now. It was part of growth. It was part of maturity. Bryce, <laughs> look, <laughs> I, I no, I know where this hate I know where this hate comes from, Bryce, because you're a Warriors yeah. fan. No, it's not even that. And it's the Pacers. If I've been able to put losing to LeBron every year aside, Bryce, so can you. Come on. <laughs> Come on, Bryce. Look, he's a good player. I just don't like the way good? he went about his career. He's a great player. Is that what you want? Yeah. What do you want to hear? I think I think our my good friend and co-host, Dylan Hughes, put it the best, where he said, LeBron might be the most annoying <laughs> great player of all time. Yeah, he's right. He's right. I mean, I don't agree with what Bryce is saying, but maybe that's just because I don't care about LeBron's narratives that he's putting out, <laughs> right? So, and also, the last time LeBron, the last time I cared enough for LeBron to have done something to my team, it was 2011. So, you know, that, that might feel a slight difference, but I think that, like, he does... Like he has to push his own narrative because what else does he have? <laughs> he can't be six and zero in the finals because he lost to the Spurs and lost to the Mavs his first two times. So he's already coming out of the gate bad. So I think that he he narrative is all he has. But I I think that he does narrative is stupid. I, I would agree with that. I think that he does try too hard to push his own narrative. Yeah, he does. He does. I'll give you that. But I don't I don't agree with the. Going back to Cleveland is part of the narrative. Oh, it's definitely a narrative. No, no. I think that was legit. Just First sign of issue, for, he was gone. Make up for Gone. Gone. Okay. LA's calling a oh, peace. Right. Uh, final storyline tonight, the Nuggets. Bryce needs to eat it on this. They're 9-2 and two since Jamal Murray's injury. Mm, that's Teams cute. they've beaten in that stretch. The Heat, the Grizzlies, the Blazers, Bryce, and the Clippers. Next four games, though, pretty tough. They got the Knicks, the Jazz, the Nets, and the Hornets, who are slowly getting back to health, although Miles Bridges is out for a couple games, it's going to sound like. Jokic, uh, perhaps locking up the MVP, hasn't missed a game all season. It's incredible. Has not missed a game. Um, Michael Porter Jr. averaging 25 points a game since Murray's injury. Caleb, with this sample size, about 11 games without Murray, what is Denver's ceiling in the playoffs? What's their ceiling? Yeah. Western Conference Finals. I, I, like, I, like, I like Denver. I like Denver a lot. I think, I think they've got an opportunity to get there. I like, you know, the matchups flip right. 
Um, you know, I like, I like what they can do. I mean, for crying out loud, Porter is that second option. It's been fantastic. Uh, you know, they're getting, they're getting play from guys that I strongly disliked that have been good, particularly Compazzo, Alex. I, I, I've, been, I've been, I've been getting, you know, they, they, they've been, they've been getting some solid production from, from pieces that, uh, I, I just, I simply didn't expect it from, um, if you look at the Aaron Gordon deal, you know, and you look at his individual stats, you may not be all overwhelmed, but he's done exactly what Denver's wanted. Uh, he's given them everything that you could ask for. It's been, you know, it's pretty clear. He laid it out there. Um, I mean, yeah, with the way that I think the Lakers are right now, there's no reason that I, I think this team couldn't make a conference finals, depending on if the matchups are set. I, I just, I like it a lot. I, I like this team a lot. Now, I think, I think the problem is it's really shaky. Right. Sure. There's ceilings, the conference finals, but depending on the matchup, I could see him lose pretty early depending on it's just, so it's just, there's a lot of factors you have to put in, but the max that I see this team going right now is the conference finals, the max Alex. So this team could make the finals, right? They're still very like, they're probably, I would say I love pound for pound the most oh. talented team in the West. It's, it's either them or the Clippers, right? Wait, wait, I'm sorry. What did you say? Wow. I said they're the most talented team in the West before wow. that. Oh. I think they could make the finals. I'm not saying they will. Oh, wow. They can. But oh, this wow. is the thing. I they, agree can. they can. Everything has to break right, though. And in particular. That's a lot, Alex. That's you, a lot. You, if you guys would let me make my points before reacting, you know, maybe <laughs> maybe I could get the point. Yeah, shut up, Caleb. Team. Shut up. No, be quiet, Bryce. Bryce, you're a guilty party here, too. Don't act like you're innocent. Yeah, just uh, quiet, Bryce. Michael Porter Jr. has stepped up in a huge way. But the problem with Denver right now is all their guards are getting hurt. Like, they're going to have to play. Like, their guard rotation in the next couple of games is probably going to be Austin Rivers, Faku Campazzo, um, Shaq Harrison, and Caleb's guy, Marcus Howard. You remember where Marcus Howard was Marquette, like about maybe. a year ago. Marquette, Marquette, maybe. Marquette Gunner. He is going to probably have to play minutes for this team in the upcoming weeks because Barton's hurt. Um, Monte Morris is hurt. And then PJ Dozier went out last night and got hurt. So yeah. their, their guards are dropping like flies. This is the problem with the Nuggets. Now they have the defensive personnel, I would say. Having Millsap as the backup four, you are, you have probably, the, they probably have right now the best front court depth in the West because you have Porter Jr. playing out of his mind. You have Aaron Gordon. You have Paul Millsap, Jamichael Green, who is underrated. Like uh, Jamichael Green is one of the most underrated players in the league. Yes. Yeah. And then you have JaVale as a break class in case of emergency center. Yeah. Right. You have so many different lineup combinations you can go to JaVale under underrated part of the Lakers championship last year, frankly speaking. Yeah. Yes. And Jamichael Green was like one of two guys that actually brought it in that Clippers game seven. Yeah, he was. Like he was one of like two guys that actually played hard, but like, so, okay, let's just say they're, they're the second seed. I think that they can destroy, like if Dallas or if Dallas or Portland is the seventh seed, they, they beat both of those teams. And then you have a pretty even matchup in the second round where you frankly have more playoff experience than the only guy on the other team with more playoff experience at this point is Chris Paul. Right. Or, you know, sure. Or you play the Jazz if they fall to two, and you have the Jazz's number. Nikola Jokic put up 47 on them earlier in the season. Yeah. If you guys remember that game. And then... Cooked Rudy. Jokic has 
the Clippers number two. There's like what? I think there's one guy in the Western Conference who can guard Jokic like capably one on one. His name is not Avika Zubac. Zubac is fine. <laughs> Zubac is fine. That's right. Zubac is fine. No, he's not. No, he's not. He said Zubac could guard Jokic. That's the- I said Anthony Davis. I think that there's it's one guy like in the, the Western Conference who can, who's capable of guarding Jokic well. And that's Mark Gasol. And even he's going to have issues with... Even he's going to have issues with Jokic. So, I mean, you can make a legitimate case that for this year, Jokic has been the best player in the NBA. I'm not saying I'd make it, but you can make a legitimate case for it. Like, he's been... Like, it's him, Curry, and LeBron. But LeBron hasn't even played enough games for me to say, you know, he's been the best. So I'd probably go between him and Curry. And it's been a testament to how consistent he's been. And then let me just say one quick Mark thing. Marcus really? He's really there, go look up the postgame quotes last night and tell me that Marcus wasn't the key to that win. Go go look him up. Go look him up. And then what win? They beat the Nuggets yesterday. Last night. Last night. yesterday. Beat him by four last Keep night. Up. Well, I'm not sorry. Not buying that. Continue though. I mean, Marcus shut down Joel Embiid two years ago, Caleb. Two Let's years not- ago. Let's not act like Marcus Saul that much. But okay, last thing before um I give up the mic here. So since since the game that Jamal Murray went out, it's been about eleven games. Michael Porter Jr. has been averaging twenty-five points a game, six and a half rebounds on fifty-seven percent from the field and forty-nine percent from three on eight attempts a game. I know that Julius Randle is going to run away with most improved player, but Michael Porter Jr.'s defense has improved from not being able to stay on the floor in the playoffs to below average. I'm not saying Michael Porter Jr. will win, but tell me why he shouldn't be in the top three. One thing I would add, because I agree with you, Alex, I think they still could make the finals. One thing I would add to support you, Jokic is going to be the best player in almost every series. I mean, the only one he would be the best player in is... The only one I wouldn't be comfortable saying he's the best player is the Lakers if LeBron is, you know, sure. 95%. Yeah. Uh, and maybe maybe Kawhi, depending on how that shakes out. I'm still – I still think there's a hangover from last year for the Clippers, but he's the best player in every series. There's, I don't think there's anybody that can guard him in the West. Nobody. They came back from 3-1 to one twice last year, which is adorable that Bryce thinks that's cute. It's adorable. And – they're, they're just good. They're good. They have depth. I know I know a couple guys are hurt. And Jermichael Green's a guy they picked up to play, like, crunch time minutes in a playoff game, and he's playing them, like, a month earlier in the regular season. Right, right. And it's good to know that this is going to pay off. So uh, I'll throw it to Bryce. Bryce. I can't wait for this. Go ahead and make a fool of yourself. What is Denver's ceiling in the playoffs? I mean, I think it, I think the writing's on the wall. I think the ceiling is definitely Western Conference Finals, but Finals is not correct in the slightest. But uh, no, I think that I mean, Jokic is going to be the MVP. It's a foregone conclusion. The guy's amazing. Then who do you rank, who do you rank over him, Bryce? Yeah. If you say the Nuggets aren't the Finals, then who are you going to rank over him? I think that's what Alex is trying to. That's that's what Alex and Zach are coming at. Who are you going to put over him? I Don't say Bryce. Don't say Bryce. No, I still feel like. It's going to be one of the L.A. teams. I just don't – I just can't see it without them. I really Zach, can't. Zach, can I bring a power hour twist to the um, to the yeah, battleground real yeah. quick? All right, Bryce. I'm going to give you a team. 
you give me the Nuggets percent chance of beating that team in the playoffs, okay? Okay. So, okay, we'll start with the Lakers. If given the Lakers' current state, right, let's just presume that they stay the way they are right now, what's the percent chance the Nuggets beat the Lakers in the playoffs? High. 75. I I would go more if if we're saying, oh, well, okay, when you're saying current state, are we including LeBron being out? Um, Let's just say LeBron's back. So LeBron we'll say LeBron's back, back but AD is still okay. high. Okay. Yeah. Well, then, yeah, I would probably drop to around 70%. Okay. Clippers, what do you give the um, percent chance of them beating Clippers? 90. Depending on how Paul George performs, if it's good, I would go 50-50. Okay. If Paul George uh, turns into playoff P, which I fully expect will happen, myself and Zach Griffith, uh, we would say probably 90, 95%. So you expect okay. that to happen, but you don't think Denver has a chance at the finals? What kind just, of garbage I, is I, this? I just don't. I just don't. Guys, come on. Come on. You guys know this stuff. You do you think the sun do you think the do you think you know the what I know, the Bryce? Or do you, or would you would Suns of the Jazz? You think you think the Suns of the Jazz? Not the Jazz. I, w- I would likely go with the Suns over the Jazz. <laughs> Bryce, do you know what I know, Bryce? You know what, what I know? What do you I know? I know the Jazz were up three to one on the Nuggets last year, and you were dancing around like it was over. And then quickly there were crickets from your side of things. Yeah, then they were down three to one again to the Clippers, and then they came within what two games of the finals? Right. And you're calling this team cute, Bryce? Yeah, you are. Yep. <laughs> Just, would you? I'm, would, just tell, I'm just calling it like I see it, man. Oh my! Oh, but you're in love with the Blazers. Would you I guys will, like I to? I will come on here if if whenever Denver makes the finals, I will come on here and I will praise the Nuggets for what they've done. No, you, if they, you it, apologize. Yes, I will. You apologize. You apologize. I'll you don't get away with this little twofold. Denver. You don't get away with this twofold Fine. crap like you've been doing Fine. right now. You've been sitting there saying, no "Oh problem. my gosh, Nikola Jokic is so good," and then the next day he you're going, good. "All the all the Denver Nuggets aren't anything." They're they're just not gonna. I don't oh, feel like they're my. gonna go to where you guys think they're gonna go. That's just my opinion. I'm not even. I'm not even on their side, Bryce. But you have to give a logical reason as to why you don't think that they're gonna get there. I again, from what I've seen from the NBA in past seasons, teams like this just don't make the finals. Sorry, there hasn't been a team like this. They uh, they also, I will say. I didn't say that. First of all, I didn't say they'd make the finals. I said they can make the finals. That's that's point A. Point B is that they legitimately have, if the guards are healthy, it's a big if, they still have one of the best rosters in the NBA. Like, Monte Morris yeah, is going do. to probably get a bag next offseason or whenever he's a free agent. I don't, I can't exactly remember when he's going to be a free agent. Is this going to be like a Rozier type playoffs for Monte Morris? Could be if he's healthy. Will Barton's been playing, was playing really well before he went down with a hamstring injury. And then I think that those guys are probably going to sit the rest of the season. And I mean, they're still winning. And That's I smart. think that yeah. like the Nets game is going to be, the, I mean, listen, I'd love to see more bull bull minutes, you yeah, know, give me, give me on that train. I mean, they almost won last night. Exactly. Right. It, with playing Shaq, Harrison, who I, I like. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I like him too. I like him too, Alex. The, they're All the Denver guards are getting hurt. PJ he's Dozier good. is legitimately good, right? I'm not saying he's great, but yeah. like as a as an eighth man, which he is, he's yeah. good. Yeah. Like the Nuggets are one of the best developmental. Like they don't even miss Malik Beasley this year. And you see what Malik Beasley is doing in Minnesota right now? Right. right. Like they... They don't miss Tory Craig. And do you see how Tory Craig is contributing in Phoenix right now? 
Sure. I mean, Denver, for my money, is the best organization in the league right now. Jeremy Grant? Like, the way they develop guys. They're top, it, yeah. Like, they're legitimately amazing with just how they cycle in talent and can develop it. And I, I imagine if R.J. Hampton had stuck around, he would have been really good yep, for them. I, I agree, Alex. But I think that Denver, I think not having Jamal Murray really hurts them. Because well, yeah, obviously. Oh, that's absolutely. off the like him and Jokic just had a really unique two man game. Yeah, like that's yeah, that's Stockton and Malone for this generation, except sure. if Stockton actually shot the ball a lot more. Sure. But like, I think they're going to stick around to Denver together and they have really good chemistry. And I really want to see this partnership grow. And I'm sad yeah. that this that Jamal Murray's not going to be back to like the playoffs next year. That's fair. I think I would have picked them to make the finals if Murray didn't get hurt. I would have said sure. Nuggets are going to the finals. But uh, we'll keep with Bryce because he has a uh, a nugget that he wants to rip. Yeah, so I do. Just, just go yeah, ahead, I Bryce. Do. Go ahead. Yeah, I do. So th- this is this is the nugget that needs to step up if they want to make it far in the playoffs, in my opinion. And it's the guy they traded for, oh. Aaron Gordon. No, no. By the end of this, this you guys is gonna bad. Be like, Oh, this is bad. Define no, stuff. What you're up. doing right now is re- yeah. Defi- that's a good point. Define stuff. Okay. Okay. Fine. I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's bad about Aaron Gordon. The, he's made no impact on this team. None whatsoever. This yep. is foolery. That's, this is, is foolish. Fool- that is, is so foolish. not true. I have stats. I have stats. impact We'll let him talk. We'll let Bryce talk. Let Bryce talk. I have stats. Okay. <laughs> Since Jamal Murray has gone down with the injury, okay? This is since he's gone down. Aaron Gordon has averaged 9.8 points a game and five rebounds in in the last 11 games. He is 8 of 30. That's 27% for you folks at home from three. And he's a minus one, 1.7. In the last eleven games, when he's on the floor, they didn't trade for his three-point shooting, Bryce. That, well, okay, be okay beyond the three-point shooting. You trade him to be a negative, a, a minus on the floor when he's out there. I think this goes beyond stats. Like if you watched yep. the game last yes. night, he was good. Yes. No. Yes, Zach. You yes. need more. You need more from Aaron Gordon. Oh. Aaron Gordon has made himself out to be the, this this good player, that a productive player. And I'm not getting I'm not getting what the value out of this trade. I just don't feel that way. I don't understand. Watch it. the cuts he makes. Jokic finds him every time. Every yeah. time. I'm sorry. I'm just it's, not. I think he. I think he should be more involved. I think he should be more productive than what he's given us right now. That's just how I see it. If they want to go further in the playoffs, Aaron Gordon needs to break out. What do you think he needs right. to average for them to get to say? Good question. Finals. Good question. Bryce, what, what does Aaron Gordon need? To Fifteen do? and seven. Okay. They don't. They don't need him. Like this is the thing, though, Bryce. They don't need him to score. Like that's then why not, trade for a guy like this because of the defense. They don't need his offense. They have Will Barton. They have Michael Porter Jr. They had Jamal Murray, right? You don't need Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon's your fifth option on offense. As a fifth option, Aaron Gordon, like it's like that's the awesome. Harrison, it's like the Harrison Barnes corollary, right? Sure. Harrison Barnes as the fourth option was elite in Golden State. Harrison Barnes as the second option. Look at where the Sacramento <laughs> Kings are, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. 
Like, it's the same thing. Look at where the Orlando Magic were with Aaron Gordon as their second option. Yep. And look at where the Denver Nuggets are with him as their fourth slash fifth option. Sure. He like and now he's gonna be the fourth option, but hell, Dozier's gonna shoot more, Composite is gonna yep. shoot more, uh-huh. Austin Rivers has never met a shot he hasn't liked. Right. So you got like all these guys sure. whose role is to score. Sure. You need Aaron Gordon to guard Kawhi, right? That's why you need Aaron Gordon. And he did a phenomenal job of that on Saturday night. Aaron, Kawhi only got up 12 shots. And they won. They, they won, won by a like a good score. Like they didn't win by like three points. They won by like nine, right? And this was with Boogie having one of his best games in Los Angeles. So I understand where you're coming from, right? The outside shooting probably does need to be better. But realistically, don't shoot him at all. Or realistically, you know, he just cuts like he basically does what Gary Harris did. Where Gary Harris, the last couple of years he was in Denver, he didn't really shoot well. But he's his value is just knowing that okay, if I cut, Nicole is going to find me, right? Sure. That's that was his value. So I would say Gordon, you know, and he could play small ball five. Like you could run him in that Draymond role. I don't think he'd be as good as Draymond. But like on offense, I yep. there's no reason he couldn't yep. be a, like a Draymond I, kind of guy. Yep. yep. I really want to see this team fully healthy because I think I would actually really want to see that uh, <laughs> Draymond Gordon handoffs. I think that would be a fascinating wrinkle. Yeah, but, he's just a better fit for them than Gary Harris was. Right. And you don't have the injury problems with Gordon that you did with Harris. I know that doesn't have to do with the play, but I get where you come from, Bryce. Because I've myself, I've had problems with Gordon in the past, just in terms of consistency, but. I just think if you can flip Gary Harris for Aaron Gordon, I do that every time. But uh, Caleb. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Can Michael Porter keep this up? Because he's, we said he's averaging 25 right now. I personally don't think he can average below 20 if they're going to get to the West Finals. What uh, Can he keep it up? Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why can he? Why not? Like, it, I mean, he's, I mean, Alex has talked about it. He just as astronomically improved. Like if you said to him, Hey, what's your goal for this season? Like, what's the goals for Michael Porter this season? He's gone over those goals. Like you're playing with house money at this point. There's no reason that we're not going to see a better Michael Porter. There's no reason we can't get 20. There's no reason his jump shot's been really good. He's, he's, he's making the right plays. He's, as Alex mentioned earlier, the defense is better. He's given them length. He's, um, he's just, he's just became a guy who is not like he was at the bubble. Right at the bubble, he was very into his into his feelings about certain things, certain touches. I need to do this. I need to do that. And what he's trusting now is the natural movement of their offense. It's the natural way of their offense, which, you know, I get it. Right. Michael Porter was a top five guy coming out of high school and many thought he was going to be the number one pick. Right. So in a way, I think that gets uh, I think a lot of people don't talk about that, like his past. It was like he a done was used deal. To, he was, he was used to one pick. Yeah. Yeah. And he was used to getting the ball a lot. And so when he was in a role like he was in Denver, we're very off ball based. It was very, it's extremely different for a guy like that. And it's going to take time regardless of who you are. 
Right. But now what's happening is everything's just so natural and so easy and so uh, flowing. He's he's bought in. Malone's done a great job. Uh, they just they give him the right amount of shot attempts. There's absolutely no reason he can't keep this going. I, I just Michael Porter has been real fun to watch. Alex, I know you and I've talked about him. We, we both just really think uh, the world out of him. He's, he's really good. Alex, I know you're pretty high on Porter, especially nowadays. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Can this be sustained? I think so because he's yeah. not like doing anything different than you know when Murray was there. He just is, you know, he has to dribble a little more, obviously. But like the stuff that they were running with Murray, they just, you know, in the games where, uh, in the games at like immediately after Murray got hurt, they just plugged Will Barton in that role, and Will sure. Barton averaged 15 points. A- a game in that stretch, right? Like he only shot 36%, but he was shooting 40% from three. So like, I think you can plug Barton into that Murray role and get like 50% of what you need out of Barton. And then you have Porter Jr. shooting more. And I mean, I told you how ridiculous his shooting splits were. He's almost 50% from three is absolutely fucking like Michael Porter Jr. playing off ball. That needs to be his thing. Because he could be like have a Clay Thompson off impact on offense if he keeps this up. A lot of people have made the Clay comparison, and I could see it. Except he's a lot more dominant inside than Clay was because Bryce he's six ten. Bryce hates it. He's six ten, and you know he's <laughs> he an elite. He's basically an elite rebounder for you know his position. Yep. So yeah, I think that Porter, if Porter can average twenty points a game or more which I think he's completely capable of in the yeah, playoffs. We, so, we see how good he is just like as the third option. There's no reason he can't thrive as the second. Yeah. Uh, guys, it's time to move on to wild cards and I'll throw it to Bryce first. Bryce, give us, give us your wild card here. Bill Gates. Ah, <laughs> divorces oh, no. his wife of 25 years. Guys, no prenup was signed. Mm. Mrs. Gates is about to become a very wealthy woman. But guys, here's my question. What would you want from Bill Gates just for fun? Like, do you want do you want uh, like a Microsoft program named after you or uh you know no some of his properties? I'll I'll, I'll go ahead and tell you what I want, Bryce Shaddy. Oh, I want Bill ahead. Gates to Invest all his money in the Running Cook Podcast Network. That's hey. what I want. Oh wow, shameless, just shameless. shameless. I love it though. I love it. Yeah. That's a good one. Like, I like it. I don't know. All right, w- would you properties. want to be? I'm the properties. Give me, give me properties. I, I, I'd like to have a nice, solid, like you know, nice little solid house or something. You know, he's got him. So that'd be cool. I've always thought that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. So. Half a bit, or you know, like eight billion dollars. Oh, yeah, it's like 25 or so. <laughs> yeah, you know? sure, sure, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. I think you'd be yeah. all right with that. He's sure. got a billion to spare. I think I would want to be the silhouette of you know, like the, the default pictures for Microsoft. I want my head to be the silhouette. <laughs> oh, wow, so I'm everywhere. You, you'll be never like the NBA me. logo. Yeah, you'll never forget me. <laughs> Bryce the Shetty is the Jerry baby. West of Microsoft products. <laughs> oh, I want a boy. Microsoft Bryce product. I want to be part of the. Uh, I want to be part of the office suite. 
<laughs> when Bill Gates starts his new game show, it'll definitely be called The Price is Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, geez. Uh, Caleb. Your first wild card. Yeah, this is about round. to be lame. I can already tell. It's going to be so lame. You know, I I thought I thought I, I didn't I didn't exactly know where to go, but I went with a pretty simple one because I just wanted I didn't oh, want so to put my feet I didn't want to get okay. too uh, deep in the water because you, oh. you can't handle it. No, I just don't know what to expect. The one for me, I, I so when I when I picked it out, I I, I felt like with these group with this group of guys, I, I mean. I, I can't wait for this Marvel stuff for crying out loud. I can't, I can't, I can't wait. Oh. I can't wait for this. Oh. The, all these trailers coming. It's just, Oh, oh my, my gosh. Oh. So out of the trailers, out of the trailers, my question is which, would, which, uh, which movie are you most looking forward to? Out of the trailers? Yeah. Out of the, not out of the trailers, like the, oh, the sneak just peeks. The announcements. Sorry. The, sneak, just the, announcements. the announcements. Okay. Which movies are you looking forward to? I go multiverse of madness. Oh, it's got to be. Totally. I, just, Sam Raimi just, coming back. Uh, Wanda and Strange teaming up. we got to be that. Zach is just just drooling foaming at the mouth That's over fair. this. Drooling. All right, fine. For the sake of being different, Fantastic Four, uh, because ah, I, I feel like they're actually okay. going to get it right this time. And that's we deserve a good Fantastic Four movie. Yeah, Val? we do. We do. Alex? All right. Winter is coming. I'm looking forward for the, the, the Eternals. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I'm looking forward to the Eternals. John, John and Rob are going to be on the screen for the first time. Uh, you're all over John years. and Rob being, being on the screen again. Listen, you know, I've been waiting for this for 10 years. You know, obviously there was a wedding that happened. Um, you know, some stuff changed along the way that they obviously <laughs> never reunited. But I, I, I want to see, you know, John Snow and Rob Stark back on the screen together. I think that it's not... Like, you know, my selfish Game of Thrones fan, the selfish Game of Thrones fan in me wants them on the screen together again. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not going to apologize for that. There you go. No. Angelina Jolie is still smoking hot. Oh, I, 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 I'm very I, excited for her new movie about to release on HBO, by the way. Yeah. It looks good. Yeah, yeah that looks she's good. been doing a lot of directing and producing. She doesn't she doesn't act that much, but I'm I'm surprised. I was surprised when she took the Eternals job because I was like, this does not seem like it must be good yeah, then. I agree. It's gotta be good. Well, with uh, Chloe Zhao, who just yeah, won like Oscar four Oscars winner. the other day. Yeah. I mean this that's big why. deal. Big yeah, deal. Huge deal. So my wild card, Star Wars the Bad Batch premiered today. And I want to May the get, 4th, baby. May the 4th yeah. is Star Wars Day. I want to get each of you your favorite Star Wars property and character. I'll start with uh, Alex. Man, so... Movie or show? Well, probably Rogue One. Yeah. Um, or, no, Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith You're talking is, my, to me. is my favorite. And then I'm, go- I'm going, you know, I'm going classic. My favorite character is Han Solo. Can't argue I, with it. Like, I mean, he's like a perfect movie character. Like, you could not have, like, I mean, obviously, you could not pair a more perfect character with a more perfect actor if you tried. So, give me Han Solo. No. Wow. Dang. Dang. Oh, oh, um, wow. Um, this is hard because I like, hey, I like, I, I like, I can him go a lot. before you if you want. If yeah, you want, I'll, no, I'll go with the different one. I'll go with the different one. I, I'll go with the different one because I, I'm, I, I don't really think you can go wrong. 
Um, so I, I'm actually going to go with, I'm going to go with a new hope. I like a new hope a lot. The I think that's a good one. Yeah. you can't. I think wrong. that's, I think that's a, I think that's a really, a really good one. My favorite character. Uh, I have to go to R2D2. I just, I love me. So ah, much. <laughs> R2D2. Underrated he, pick. He, he, he's, he's, it's, it's, a, it's a great, it's a, a great wise character. ass right up your alley. Yeah. I was going to say hundred percent. your essence. <laughs> Yeah, dips in, dips well, out, dodges, well, dodges well, for, danger. You, know, you guys, you guys could call, you guys could call me that, but R two D two and I both know that we're right. So I'll, I'll say, I'll say that R two R two D two is my guy. And 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 look, I mean, it's like in general, like R two D two. Every time he's on the camera, it's just, it's just smile. I just smile. I just, I just smile. I smile. I get, I get happy just every time up. he's on the camera. Shut up. So give the R two D two. Shut up. Rice, what you got? Um, AB took mine, so I'm gonna go to my second. I'm gonna go Rogue One. Um, I, you know, fun fact, I originally hated that installment because it didn't end like a, a typical Star Wars would, where there was hope at the end. It was more of everybody dies, and you're like, bro, what? That's not Star Wars. Like, but then when you really look at it, you're like, oh, dang, that actually was pretty good. Um, and then my uh, my favorite character gotta be Mace Windu. Oh yeah. Bring him back, baby. Yeah. He just left that that uh that tie on, you know, unraveling there, you know. <laughs> Loose end there, you know. So, yeah, give me Mace Windu. Well, um mine has been the same since I was a kid. It's Revenge of the Sith. It's never changed. <laughs> Revenge of the Sith is my favorite movie. Uh, my favorite character is Darth Maul. Darth Maul just a badass. Just You're a, a sucker badass. for the double-edged lightsaber. Just a total badass. I am, Bryce. I totally am. Just a total badass. And Clone Wars actually fleshed him out a little bit. It's actually, yeah, he's a badass, but he has feelings. Badasses have feelings too, folks. And Darth Maul has feelings. <laughs> uh, moving on to Call Out Corner. I wait, wait, wait. Yeah, you, yeah, forgot yeah. My, you forgot my yeah, wild card. Yeah, you didn't card. get AB's wild card. Oh, hell. What's your wild card, Alex? All right, so this is for, this is a sports tweet, okay? But I, I, it'll be an interesting discussion. So he says, more seriously, I made the mistake of asking UD about this year's Hall of Fame class uh, and particularly the toughness of Kobe Bryant, Tim Duncan, and Kevin Garnett. He quickly corrected me. To him, only two of those guys were tough. Shot Senate Kevin Garnett. And my question to you guys is, what's a Hall of Famer in any sport that you think is either overrated or not all that tough. Just in the NBA realm? No, you could do any sport. Any sport. Wow. Uh, here's one for you. Wow. Any okay. Cardinals Hall of Famer that's not named Bob Gibson <laughs> or Blue Rock. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, you love to see it. You love to see it. <laughs> Look, mine's, I've said it many uh, times on the Running Young Network. Mine's Mitch Richmond. Mitch Richmond's not a oh Hall of Famer. Oh, my. He's not a Hall of Famer. He's not. He's not. That if Mitch Richardson's in the Hall of Fame, then why isn't Chris Webber? Because that's, that's a fair statement. Clown. Caleb, who's your who's your overrated Hall of Famer? Oh gosh. Um, Ooh. It's a lot. It's that's a good a question. Lot. It's, it's, it's a good question. question. And that's a deep question. Too, it is man. a deep question. So I'll, I'm just looking at recent ones. I'm not. If I would have had a little more time Aikman, to prep for this question. Aikman. No. I, <laughs> Never been, never been a big Vlade Divac guy. Never thought he was a great Hall of Famer. I'll take Vlade Divac. Thought he was a little overrated in my. Not even for the FIBA stuff. A legacy. I mean, not not enough. Not enough. I just, I just, 
not enough. I don't, I, I didn't really understand. It didn't really get it when it happened. Um, but that's a really good question, Alex. That's a question I definitely want to dive deeper into. You know, it's tricky when you only have a certain amount of time. So, well, right, also, so Haslam is totally wrong on Garnett. He couldn't be more yeah, wrong. Yes. Well, yeah. that's just that's just personal. You know what I mean? Yeah, that there, is one hundred percent. I mean, it wasn't. He didn't say who he was talking about, but it's obvious he wasn't talking about Kobe. <laughs> and why would Udonis Haslam have beef with right Tim <laughs> Duncan? <laughs> yeah, like why? So. I'm you about have a guy, to blow Bryce? your mind. Yeah. Oh no. Joe Namath. Oh. And here's oh. why. Here's why. My grandpa He's shooting for the stars. You. Joe Namath has a losing record in the NFL. He's also thrown more interceptions than he did touchdowns. And he didn't he only completed half of his passes just 5 times in his 13 years. Tell I mean, me, my, my grandpa. That's not an overrated Hall of Famer right there. The more picks than touchdowns, that's uh, it, and it's not, not even flattered. close. It's two twenty to one seventy three. Oh, it's not even close. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, sixty five point five QBR. Yeah, embarrassing. Hall wow. of Famer though, just because he won Super Bowl three. Embarrassing. Wow. So and he, he did Joe a lot Flacco for the league too. I, I mean, I guess. What did he do? He didn't evolve the quarterback position, that's for sure. Popularized it. Uh, yeah, because he wore a yeah. fur coat all the time and smoked cigars. Congratulations. He got laid a lot. Got laid yeah, a he lot. did get laid a lot. Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, move on to the call out corner, and I'll throw it to Alex first. Since all I right. forgot your wild card. So my call out corner is someone on this call. It's Caleb Lynn. Caleb Lynn, you need to stop disrespecting Bogdan Bogdanovich, okay? Oh, I am oh yeah, baby! <laughs> I am sick of it. All right? He has single-handedly, and I know, oh, Nate McMillan's a lot better coach than Lloyd Pierce. Do you know what happened the game that Nate McMillan took over? Bogdan Bogdanovich came back. Huh. Causation, meet correlation. <laughs> like, he's been on fire since, um, since the coaching change. And I think that Bogdan has come out and said that McMillan is using him in a lot better way, but he's at like 17 points a game. He's shooting ridiculously from three. He's impacting the game in so many different ways for the Hawks. He's been their third best player consistently. And I'm only saying that because Capella has been so good. If Capella wasn't there, he'd easily be their second best player. Caleb Lynn, I'm calling you out. You're t- you're dead wrong. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I'd push back, but that's fine. Right? I also Call. wanted to, Oh, yeah. You got more. No, I was going to say, if we didn't do it earlier, I would have called that LeBron. So <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, I, I, I'm not here to call anybody out because my call-out corner met the challenge. Uh, Caleb Lynn, I just want to thank you for coming on to my podcast and uh, coming it's and getting, not your, getting your, 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 Jimmy whipped, your Jimmy whipped on, uh, on podcast. Uh, hey, but you can catch me do that uh, every week. Uh, about Tuesday on the Running Hook Podcast Network on Linsanity, <laughs> uh, where I own Caleb on his podcast. Uh, so check that out as well. But thank you um, very much, Caleb, for appearing tonight. No, sure. This definitely ain't your show, though. I I would say I I I would I, here here's my here's my decision for a uh, for a call out corner. Here's my decision. I I have been thinking about this a lot from the chat and who I would like to particularly see in this forum. And he's been called out way too many times. It's not going to happen. 
Actually, no, no, scratch that. I don't know. I see. I don't know if he's ever been on the battleground. Maybe he has. I'd like to see some Dylan Hughes talk in Ooh. battleground. Oh, I like this. He's in the queue. I'd like to see. I'd like to see. I'd like to see battleground Dylan Hughes version. Come he's on here, you what coward! Can he, what can he? What can he? What can he? What can he give? What can he give to the battleground platform? I'm not saying. Oh, hey, it's got to be being used. I'm just saying, like, I, I'm calling him out just to see what he could do on this platform. I'd be curious. I don't oh, know man. if he's ever done one. He, this Has he is ever the done thing. one? No, he hasn't. But Dylan's a okay. master takesman, and I cannot wait to get him on the battleground because he is going to – he loves giving takes. This is like – you know, when I first met Dylan, you know, I'm like, oh, this guy's really analytical. You know, he's, you know, really he's really smart about basketball. This guy the loves thing I found Bagley. Up, Dylan loves takes. <laughs> hey, yeah, hey, we that, love takes on the battleground. Yeah, yeah we that, do. That's why he would fit in perfectly. He is a take master. Like, come on. Come on, Dylan. Especially about football. You, you know get we Dylan, love you. I mean, you heard it like, remember he uh, he hated yeah, on Justin Fields and then Justin Fields just came out. spit it out, takes left and right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shut him up. OH, baby. <laughs> I know. <laughs> He's in the queue. He's in the queue. Oh, wow. okay. Yeah, uh, right. me and Alex well, we talked talk off the record about getting him on here. So we love that. He's in Zach, the- do you have a call out corner tonight? <sighs> you know, I've been I've been thinking about this. Oh, thinking, oh, I've been thinking about this. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't have a call out corner. I what? didn't. I didn't. I didn't think it was worth it. I didn't think it was worth it. What oh. do you mean it's not worth it? Can, can I use my call? <laughs> Who are you going call? to? Who are you going to? Were no, you going to call Sonia? No, I, I didn't think it was worth it. Zach, I can, I, can I use it. my call at Corner Platform to call out Elizabeth Olsen one last time? <laughs> no, overruled. She, she, that, listen, great performance in WandaVision, but she ruined the Mandalorian for me. I don't even know if I want to watch season two now because I, she spoiled it for me, Bryce. She spoiled season two. I, for I got for it. Me. You just watch it. It's good. You won't regret I, it. Man. I'm more curious about Zach's Mr. You know, lost tapes of call out corner. Fuck Elizabeth Olsen. That's all I got to say. Not, not doing my call out corner. Shameless plugs, Alex. Uh, actually, you know what? Linsanity. We got the Linsanity boys here. What do we got coming up? Yeah, baby. All right. So we just uh, put out a, a really good NBA pod uh, talking about playing teams, also covering NBA headlines, taking a little relief off Alex and Dylan so they can do what they do. And then uh, tomorrow uh, we are revisiting NFL for the last time for a little bit. We're going to do yeah. – a little top crossover with Lynn Sanity with uh, Ryan Gregory and Devin Voss. We're going to do a draft recap. We're going to rip some teams. We're going to praise some teams. We're going to disagree and we're going to agree and we're going to have a heck of a time doing it. Aren't yeah, we, we Caleb are. Lynn? Yes, we are. Yes, we are. And, uh, you know, we also with the Lynn Sanity are, you know, as we mentioned earlier, sure, we got some uh, we NBA talk with Bryce and I, but uh, we do have an upcoming show that's going to come up for the playoffs as uh, two of the battleground guys uh zach and bryce will be on on a consistent basis and uh there's another potential uh show that's in line but you know i'm i'm not i'm not saying that just yet so tbd baby tbd interesting interesting alex what do we got coming up on the power hour uh power so last week it was the wolves the 76ers and the Clippers and Dylan and I love, love the Timberwolves love. I think that it's a shared passion of ours. Jaden McDaniels, defensive player of the year. Just kidding. Oh. Uh, <laughs> but this week we have the, 
the Bulls, we have the Warriors, and we have the Celtics. Really wild week to have the Celtics in particular, especially with that massive comeback they had against San Antonio, which bolsters my case that San Antonio, the Lakers should not be scared of them at all. I, I think that that bolsters the case, but yeah. um, Interesting. make sure you check that out. Um, Divine Rhyme recorded their uh, their episode today. That should be out on Thursday. You're going to be listening to this on Wednesday if you listen to it. So um, that sounds exciting. They're moving to school by Q. And also, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we get another J. Cole episode because there is a new album. Yeah, baby. Raise the next, roof. Next week. So um, off season top we are they already discussed top so i think that base is covered and i think that's all the shows except cinema um zach Zach, tell us what you got before zach Zach goes do you if you like invincible or if you if you've seen invincible you need to listen to the episode zach and i did yesterday with my friend chris logan like it was phenomenal what i think zach and i and Chris all killed it on that episode. It was a great episode. Nice to have Chris back. Um, I think he's even going to come back on for when we cover Loki uh, in June. But check that out. That came out today. I thought it was really good. Road to F9 Fast 5 uh, with Devin filling in for Bryce next week. And JD covering Fast 5 on Circle City oh Cinema boy. next week. Oh, boy. The uh, transformational movie in the series, I think it's fair to say. Uh, 100%. Favorite movies recording this weekend, Parasite, with the aforementioned Dylan Hughes. So check that out. That would be an interesting one. It will be. It will be. Um, best Picture Draft for, from 1990 to 2020. Bryce and Alex will be on that. That'll That's in the future. I don't know when, but we got some watching to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Crash is my first overall pick. No, no. <laughs> then take your L right now. You might as well take it now. <laughs> I will. <laughs> give me Shape uh, of Water. Give me the artist. Please give me the artist. Just leave the artist for me. <laughs> King's Speech will be my second pick. <laughs> I, I was really liking uh, Moonlight there. I didn't give me Moonlight. I'll take Moonlight gladly. Uh, and then finally, Boys in the Hood, 30th anniversary. With JD and his brother Jamal, I can't wait to talk about that. That's one of like wow, my, wow. That's wow. I like that one. Guys, like, talk about this for a while. That's like one of my twenty favorite movies ever. I don't think. I I just it's awesome. It's an awesome movie. So check that out. Ice Cube actually good in the movie. He's like amazing in the movie. So check that out when it comes. I'm not sure when we're gonna record that, but I'm, I can't wait. So Caleb, Alex. Thanks for coming into the arena with Bryce and I. It's a pleasure to have you both. Thanks for having us, guys. Um, go Nuggets. Just kidding. I came into the <laughs> arena only for you. Bryce is in the minor leagues. I'm <laughs> what a joke. This is a joke. <laughs> and as always, folks, thanks for listening.